Good evening, citizens. My name is Ban Shattersong, former captain of the Bloody Hands Mercenary Company. And today I have a very special guest and a very special format. But first of all, to introduce said person, the one, the only, the amazing Larkin Shattersong. In the flesh. In the flesh. In the voice. <laughs> It's something Ban no longer has. Living, Rip. exactly. I'm a living shatter song, a rare example these days. A rarer and rarer beast every summit we uh we go to. It's true. Yeah, and the um. Look, so first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, My pleasure. To you lot listening at home, uh, so Larkin and I, or Matty and I, Matty your OC name. Uh, apologies if I've outed you <laughs> yes. to the world, but. Uh, the FBI are coming oh for you God. now. Uh, you've got oh seconds no. to run. Dogs. <laughs> um, we um, pretty often, well, not anymore, actually, because of the whole moving up to Warwick thing. But anyway, yeah. um, we would drive up to LARP for like probably about two years back to back. Every, um, this is pre-COVID, of course, yeah. but um, every most single summer. Yeah, like I say, most of the first year, some of the second year, definitely. It was a good solid amount of times we would go there and back. Yeah, it was a really nice little road trip. And what we would do each time is we got this little pattern going of how to uh, essentially destroy the journey home by doing a review <laughs> process. Uh, it, it went by in, in a flash of an eye. And uh, that's kind of what we're going to do now since we haven't had the opportunity to do it um, from E3. And E3 was kind of a big one, wasn't it? Yeah, just a bit. Just, just a bit. Just a bit. Awesome. Maybe bigger for me than for you. I think E2 was probably your big one, but still. I think it was it was big in a different way. Um, I'll get onto it into more detail later, but fundamentally, I'm playing a good character and I actually had a really good time. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's kind of big. We knew but... it could be done. <laughs> we knew it could be done. You proved to the world that any time you play... Ban Shatter Song like uh it is a deliberate choice, so you're never gonna get away with it again. You do realise that now. I hmm, I don't know. Never say never, right? That was Ban's <laughs> motto. But uh <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> The um the format of today's episode uh is five it's based on five categories and we, we essentially score them out of ten. And you say, Oh no, how is your weekend? It, I think the first conversation was, how was the event? Out of 10, go. And we were like, go, you know, 9, 10, you know. But then we started to think, how do we quantify those results? And broadly... Yeah, how do we break it down a bit more? Yeah. And broadly, how do we get... Um, essentially, if we have 10 bullet points on it, you get a 10 out of 10, you know, for example. And we found that that expanded into a pretty cool format where we got well, into a decent amount of detail. The bullet your thing, but yes... It's a it's an easy framework for looking back and decompressing about things. And the way that we split it, I think, works really nicely to like separate some of those niggles that might have happened, perhaps icy, and get them back to being like, did you enjoy it, OC? Like, it helps to reorientate your your perspective on how the weekend went because sometimes bad things happen, but actually they're good role play. Mm. Oh yes, yeah, don't you have? Which, you know, Lose your head over it. Yeah. All right. I'll. I'll just before we even go any further. I'm. I'm sure it. I mean, I've spoken to you about this a lot, but 
E2 was probably the first time I cried at LARP, thanks to your damn death. And that was, uh, that was a moment. It was a horrible, horrible moment. But it was also a fantastic, memorable moment I'll never forget. So there you go. Damn you, Ban Shattersong, for making me feel things. Yeah, that guy, that uh, renowned <laughs> cretin. <laughs> what a guy. Oh, yeah, Not very guy. legendary. Nah. All right, so then. His name's going to live forever. <laughs> it is actually. I'm going to do a, like my own Hots and Knots episode um, at some point. Just like, you know, Walk the Longest Path Part 2. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh, yeah, the old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. But, um, yeah, um, I'll, I'll cover it on that episode. But uh, for today, mm-hmm. the five categories are going to be kit and camping. Uh, this, this covers things like our armor, soft kit, camping setup, tents, um, how dry we stayed. It, it, it's basically a lot of, uh, I want to say, like, almost like IC and OC field logistics like yeah, you know, did you have marshmallows for example that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah all the things that you can change before coming sort of thing yeah the physical stuff that you bring with you category two is combat and this is as our heroes uh essentially on skirmishes and on the field as well um you know if we end up in an orc fighting pit at some point I imagine it would end up in this category, but that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. I'm pretty sure it was mentioned at one point, but I can't remember the context of that. One day, one day we'll end up in the orc pit. <laughs> and you want to in you don't want to include monster in this category this time. Correct. Or... Yeah, that's going to be category three is monstering because now we're playing as uh, Yagara. Uh, some some of the RP is actually really awesome because you can put a hundred percent of your energy into playing that character instead of 80%, with the remaining 20 trying not to gag, vomit, or pass out inside a head condom. <laughs> oh, you're making me miss it now. <laughs> I've officially uh, swapped teams and jumped into the black and yellow. And now I'm sad. Right. I had a great time as Yukara at E2, but you know, sometimes life takes us different ways, doesn't it? It does. And you know what? Until you told me like about a minute before this recording began, I actually didn't know about that. So I need you to You didn't know? No, I had no idea. Of course you did. I must have told you it like a thousand times. I've not been listening. I really haven't. Did you not? I've put it in my notes. That? It's genuinely surprised me with a question mark next to it. <laughs> so you're a battle ref now. Yes. <laughs> wow. Okay. More on that later then, dear listeners. Oh, <laughs> uh, category well four. Wrong there. <laughs> Category Moving four stuff. is going to be non-combat roleplay. So this will, it covers pretty much everything we did in Anvil over the weekend. It's probably the bigger category, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's basically your IC experience. How did your, how, as your character, how did you fare? Goals and what happened? What did you end up doing? Um, which distinguishes it a bit from the next category. Which is which overall was... OC. Yeah. So also... I was thinking, just as an addendum, I know I'm I'm adding things on here, Chris, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not, but <laughs> OC have a category OC in terms of how you looked after yourself during the weekend. And then overall is your final, final summary of the weekend. Gotcha. So I know you've looking after there. ourselves. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, you have OC, your your experience during the weekend can be vastly different time and time again. And it can be vastly different from your IC experience. You know, sometimes you have things like I know a lot of people have had quite a lot of, um, what would you call it, uh, conflict role play recently. Mm. And that can be amazing, but it's also really good to to check in OC with how that was. You know, also, did you physically look after yourself? That's not easy. That kind of thing. Um, slightly halfway between the icy experience and the kitten camping, I suppose, in a way. Um, and then, yeah, overall, of course, to sum up how the actual weekend was. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. kitten camping is at like the physical, you know, the nuts and bolts part, as opposed to the, hardware. the OC your... stuff is the software. Your... Ah, that's yeah, a bad... no no, the programs. Maybe. I'm the sure there's a developer out there <laughs> listening who is infuriated <laughs> with these analogies. <laughs> Sorry to all of the poor poor tech people that we know. Yeah, they are. Uh... Sorry, it's well known that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to tech. Yeah. I mean, if you just pretend hard enough, it becomes real, right? Just like that. Yeah, for sure. What you do in a weekend, that's the, that's the C++, isn't it? Well, if you're attentive, it's actually quite sharp. A C sharp, you could say. Nah, right, okay, right. We're on from this. It's uh, it's coiling out of control like a python. Right, that's right, right. We're done. I hate myself. Yeah, ouch. Right, okay. <clears throat> Let's hit a different octave. Right, category. That's another one. Uh, category one: kitten camping. Go, Matty, go. I choose you. <laughs> okay, kitten camping. Um, this is kind of a weird one because I suppose overall for me. I'd give it a pretty high score, probably around, you know, what? I'd, I'd actually give it like a nine and a half, I reckon. Um, but it the weekend started with a very solid uh, thumbs down because I managed to forget an entire bag of my kit um, with some pretty, you know, important staples of kit, which was not fun and i was a little bit concerned but at least i kind of found out about that on i think very early friday morning so thanks to the timely intervention of a trip to tesco's and the one shirt in the tesco sales section that was like acceptable to wear for empire um i had no issues the whole weekend also the weather came through and kept me warm because otherwise i think i would have really struggled oh yeah the weekend. it was hot yeah it, well, thank thank goodness for that because I did not have enough layers otherwise. But yeah, the the heat helped. But kitten camping, yeah, nine nine point five. I got so many compliments this time. I never have like, I mean, obviously people are kind about costume, and I've been pretty happy with my costume going on for the last couple of years. I mean, E two, I was really happy with my costume. Walk along this path as well was when I debuted some new bits of costume that I just started feeling more and more comfortable in. But this time with a whole new set that I was kind of forced into, um, I got loads of like unsolicited compliments, which was really, really cool. I mean, obviously it's nice to be complimented, but it was extra nice because no one realized that these are essentially just pieces that I'd happened to bring along on a whim that I was going to have to be in for the rest of the weekend. Ah, um, were they like your reserve pieces? Well, they, they weren't even reserved. They were just pieces that I'd picked up as like... Oh haha, maybe I'll maybe I'll wear those just for fun, you know. But they were I mean, I I had the the top that I had on was like more of a a piece that I was thinking maybe one day I'll wear it once I'm like bold enough, I suppose, or I really need to. 
but in the end I had to wear it for the whole weekend and it, it got me a lot of compliments so I was really pleased and one of the best compliments I got was that I looked very Navarre hey nice obviously a really lovely thing to hear you know when you when you've got bits of kit on fantastic you're, you're yeah. what um, i'm intrigued what were those pieces of kit and uh, we don't have a, the luxury of uh, any kind of photos here so you have to use <laughs> your best words to describe this uh, this outfit oh gosh okay well first of all what i normally wear is a sleeveless top over uh, trousers um and then i have these long woolen like thigh high socks that are kind of like leg warmers that work really well to keep me warm or keep me cool and go under greaves and things. And what I forgot was that, <laughs> basically, all of that. Um, luckily, I had instead these sort of, I guess they're like harem pants, but they only come to just below the knee. I just recently dyed those, so they were a really lovely colour um, and they were really nice and baggy and comfy. Um, what else... Yeah, the top was this, it's actually, I'm going to really have to admit something here. It's basically, it's just a top. I bought it in a shop. It's actually just sort of a lace kind of overlayer to wear over like a swimming costume at the beach. So it's amazing oh, that, that it one. looks Yeah, oh, that one. Wow. Okay. Damn. Yeah, no. And it, I spotted it in the shop just on like pure accident a few days before I came back for E3. And I thought, oh, that looks really cool as a really good like summer layer. Having heard, of course, it was going to be really hot. I was thinking, great, you know, it's something that might cover my arms a little bit. It's perfect color. It's got no like modern fittings on it or anything. The it's kind of got a lace pattern, and and it was all sort of plants and leaves, so it looked fantastic, and it did me a solid. I mean, all of the. Um, little ties it has like strings to tie onto your shoulders and things and they all came out over the weekend like it's terribly made i it definitely was not worth the price that i paid for it <laughs> in terms of the fabrication of it but it worked really well i was so happy with it and it was a really easy light layer to just put on top of everything if i needed to mm. um and that was the thing that i got the most compliments on the other thing that i did that for me i'm very happy about is i've had this like tabard layer that it was actually, we went charity shopping ages ago and I picked it up in one of those charity shops. It was that kind of khaki green um, coat with this, like, it looks like very stylized leaf embroidery Oh, on the it. one in Twickenham. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, exactly. damn. I love that coat. I think it looks yeah. really cool. Oh, wait, no, not the one that you have that I didn't bring. There's the autumn leaves one that's kind of brown and gold colors. Mm-hmm. That's one I need to debut at E4. Uh, Gosh, I almost forgot which E we were talking about. Um, I need to debut that at E4 because I also forgot that. Um, ah. So that was also on my list of things that I forgot to bring. Uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah, no, it's a different one. But I, I dyed it, or rather I asked our lovely friend Martin to dye it for me. Uh, and it came out this beautiful, rich, dark green color which wearing over my chainmail, because I wear it over my chainmail as a sort of dulling down the chainmail look and having something a bit more noticeably me on the battlefield. Um, I'm I'm hoping that I might be in the background of a couple of shots just so I can see what it looks like with the new dark colour. But mm. it was really nice. I felt like I sort of classed up a little bit from the sort of muddy brown colour that I was wearing a lot of 
which is perfectly on brief and everything, but I didn't feel particularly nice in it. Yeah. To all these lovely sort of slightly richer dark green colours. And it was great because being the event that it was, it was very aware of how visible I was going to be all the time. Mm. I didn't want to look like crap. <laughs> so <laughs> it was nice not to look like crap, basically. Like get so a, that was... Uh... Get a Hessian sack, <laughs> cut out some armholes and uh, <laughs> yeah. look like a, like a wretch at the entrance to Navarre with a, um, maybe a yeah. mug to beg. <laughs> And in the same event that we had the Navarre fashion show going on, can you imagine? <laughs> like, oh, oh, very yeah. much so. I think bag, you know, bag swag will look uh, will look great in a year's time. No one, bag no one's brave, no one's brave enough All to accept your it yet. Military, uh, military fighters are wearing it now. Yep, blending with the blending with the foliage. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, well, we get we'll get to armor and stuff when we go into combat as well. Um, and weaponry and whatnot but camping wise also very very good i got to borrow a four meter tent this time instead of a three meter because there was a slight mishap with my three meter at the end of the last event where... would you like to call someone out for it i think you should <laughs> i don't know if i should do that on your podcast <laughs> i i green light this this ripping excuse the pun but uh so i uh share a three meter tent with um another member of the black scar uh jocko aka keelan who when packing down our tent managed to stick the point of the a-frame straight through the roof of the canvas and in trying to move away from the canvas to stop ripping it genuinely like an actual comedy routine ripped a probably a 30 centimeter rip in the top of the canvas every time he moved it just ripped more and more it was it was i mean i was gutted but at the same time it was so funny it could not have been more perfectly amusing but yeah so our, our tent was a bit out of commission um but luckily we had friends with spare tents it's always pays to have friends with spare tents and having mm. a four meter that you could stand up in oh it's lovely isn't to it? get changed oh my word like the difference that made Never going back. <laughs> Never ever going back. The three meters dead to me now. <laughs> Four meters on the way. <laughs> also, I mean, from a purely from a camping point of view, things are getting busier and busier in terms of camp planning. And yeah. We're not a small group. Oh. So having the two of us in a four meter and then having the option that if, if someone got stuck, we would have space to stick an extra person in is definitely a smarter choice than bringing a three meter and not having the space for an extra person. Mm. So these are the things that your resident friendly camp planner, um, I'm not one of the Navarre camp planners, I should point out. I only to sort of informally look after our group because there's quite a lot of us. Um, but that's the sort of thing I think about when it comes to tents. Yeah, you passed the test of counting to uh, I don't know, something like whatever, four times. <laughs> five is i don't know so that's why you're More in charge people fit in big tents yeah <gasps> amazing we could just get one big piece of canvas and just cover that entire area tent city we should definitely make a tent city can you imagine like a maze of all of our tents yes that would be really it's, cool. it already is a maze at, at night yeah even more so oh, i don't know where they all just connect to each other like, you know that when oh, you were a kid you have different tents yeah. and you'd put those like circle like tubes between them yes to crawl through them i reckon we should do that right 
I 100% agree. Sneak I need to talk to you. To the E4 campaign for Black Scar. <laughs> I need to talk to you about an idea we had in our Discord about um, 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 basically we need to have a fake manhole cover, but we'll we'll cover that later. Oh, on. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That I think that <laughs> that could be well. incredible. <laughs> for reasons nobody listening to this is allowed to know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing illegal is going on. <laughs> and I, I can say that and i mean it now i'm not involved <laughs> you do. it's not but it's also not illegal we're just talking shenanigans and tents yeah. mm. but yet yeah, you you kitten camping <laughs> you, oh a final thing was um you know um, the makeup continues to be good oh, the new black yes. scar scar is really good um although i think i definitely need some more on my face because i noticed in some pictures that my hair is covering the few tattoos i have god imagine having so hair I'd like to <laughs> could not be you <laughs> sucks to be you it, it does it does but only sometimes it doesn't you love not having hair yeah it's actually pretty great yeah not gonna <laughs> lie any of you listening out there are uh i don't know i hmm, how do i phrase this clinging to it's the not, vestiges it's not like not it's not like it's not like going bald surprised me um it was long time <laughs> coming and i would fully recommend you just dive in and it is so much better go full walter white to breaking bad to the uh to the hair piece oh my goodness yeah i'll, I'll talk... <laughs> all right okay <clears throat> part of kit it is all. part of kit all right okay all right i suppose i've all outed right. i've outed keenan it's time to out myself right <laughs> so kit and camping small bit of history here so when i was uh slowly going bald my hair was starting to fall out uh, for a variety of reasons um i uh took the mature route of going denial 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 <laughs> and I was one of those people who went and got a hairpiece. Uh, technically, it's called a hair system. I don't know how it's a system because <laughs> the, it's literally French lace with fake people's hair. And they shave like the top of your head. They stick it on and they comb it into like the sideburns that are still there and everything. And the overall effect was OK to good. But it made sense. It was ridiculous. It lasted six months. And, it was the uh, wrong colour. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it had some issues. It's the wrong colour, yeah. It said, oh, it'll, it'll lighten up, and it came jet black, <laughs> and I, I'm a, I was blonde originally. Uh, and I was like, are you serious? And uh, so, yeah, there was dyes involved, and yeah, it was, um, it was, it was all right, but it wasn't great. So, of course, mm. I took the, uh, I'm going to use my own personal opinion here, mature step to just accept what is going on, and shaved everything off, and mm. I've been pretty damn happy ever since, it, it must be said. Um number of people who said I have the head for it is uncanny. It's the same words every time. So I don't know just if everyone's just, everyone's just being nice. Or they've all had a meeting and gone, look, it looks terrible, but we need to, <laughs> we we need to, to rely on the messaging. <laughs> anyway, I had a leftover wig. And that was then super glued to the top of my orc mask. So my orc has a really nice set of hair on it. A really, really fancy set. It lives on. It does live on quite uh, fantastically. But anyway... Kit history aside, uh, the orc mask has long had hair. It's been like what years since I went uh, full bald, but that uh, that's the tale. But let's go into kit and camping. Uh, the first thing, uh, I guess, it's mainly around uh, camping is that I got a new tent this summit, which is awesome. Um, picked it up from another player on the field, and in my brain, I thought it was a four meter. However, it's got the A frame of a three meter, the pole of what feels like a four but the floor space of a five now i haven't taken actual measurements but it's it just feels an oddly proportioned tent 
but from the the size yeah, of it, it it's a five meter but maybe with like steeper walls sorry shallower walls i just it it felt odd but in the best way it's a really cool unique tent and um before i used to share with one of our mates called ben uh we, we sort of bought a tent together and for a variety of reasons i'd like my own and it makes things easier logistically as well so we don't have to split the storage and the, the maintenance and all of that stuff so yeah i went and got one and it was super cool no leaks comfy very happy with it the reason that's important is that we also had a uh couple uh hmm i'd say one new so one totally new player were actually inspired sort of the, the episode last week around bringing new people to anvil uh called ken in um in game totally new to the hobby he um you know obviously stayed with me lent him a lot of kit and armor and he had an awesome time he's coming back with another one of his friends uh, for e4 so big success that was oh, cool. fantastic yeah yeah um we also had a couple of our other friends who have been to LARP before uh, one used to be a regular but has just come back for you know just, just i think for a one-off or might be attending on the regular again not sure and the mm. other one it was her birthday so she decided she wanted to come she'd been a better place to spend your birthday oh it's, it's awesome like anvil birthday Mwah. but um yeah she had um you know plays a character called tara tara had uh, been years ago for one event and just hadn't come back for a variety of reasons um and then stopped by again and it was lovely to see her again and with my old tent um that's now going to another member of black scar the, the half i had and another mate of ours called aaron a place character called aaron um would uh essentially gave his tent up for uh, our other two friends coming then he stayed in my new tent with me and steve and as you can see from this elongated explanation there was a lot of logistics that went on and it worked out so it was a good thing i guess he plays Damon. He plays Damon. Play. Oh, sorry, yes. oh, he died, didn't he? His yeah. Right, he used to play. He used to play uh, a character called Aaron. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, yeah, he's. He... I can hear you speeding up. Like, don't, don't call me out on this one. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah. Aaron doesn't listen. It's fine. But yeah, um, Aaron played played Aaron, and then Damon. Or Damon now? I'm not even sure. Damon. I don't even know the guy's name. I don't even know Tiki's new name. Like, I genuinely... I obviously... I didn't even know you were a battle ref. So, I have no idea. <laughs> Actually, it was Did I even go to E3? Out... <laughs> was I, I mean, there? <laughs> but what I was going to say is... You didn't spend as much time with us as normal. For obvious reasons. Oh, not obvious to... Like, not obvious just yet, but yeah. I had a... Well, I, I slunk off and had a great time. Considering everyone knows... Why okay. your Facebook name has changed. <laughs> um, we'll get on to that in uh, non-combat roleplay, oh, I think. Good. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, long story short... We can put non-combat do, do non roleplay next. Go on. We'll oh, treat him. bugger. Oh, bugger. All right. Anyway, finish off kit and camping. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I had to... There were a few other people who didn't camp directly with us. Uh, one of um, Gwendolyn's mates came along. I helped like armor and arm her up. So, you know, it, it was a bit stressful at times, actually, to be honest, because making <laughs> sure that many people have actually got the kit to take part and have a good time, it's a responsibility. And yeah, uh, the, yeah trying to balance it with your own kit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, it does. it is a double-edged sword, but overall it was pretty fun. Um, 
the next bit on how my did list. You find your, how did you find your new kit for Linda? I, so it's not necessarily oh, new. I'm just not wearing armor anymore. Well, there are definitely shots of you with your armor when you went on your skirmish. Oh, rats! You've uh, you've hit one of my kit and camping points. <laughs> you sunk my battleship, Matty. <laughs> so yeah, um, what happened is I went down to Dash Shop. Top tip for listeners: go down there and just see what random stuff has appeared, because it's always unique. And what I found this time round was a um, an aluminium riveted chain skirt and aluminium riveted uh, chainmail arms but there's no chest piece to the arms it's just a piece of cloth so it covers from the top of your shoulder down to sort of halfway of your of your forearm and uh sleeves yeah basically a set of chainmail sleeves and it's awesome like i've got steel chainmail for my body it's heavy um but it's fine right but i never realized just how light aluminium is my goodness what an improvement in like really? mobility and energy, uh, I absolutely loved it. And then the the leather chest piece you saw me wearing—that's something I made myself at Christmas uh, this year. But um, I haven't really had much of an opportunity to wear it. I did wear it as ban for one battle, but um, I don't think it showed up since then because I've been using my um, my chain. But yeah, mm, um, so you've been going much less heavily armored to battles. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ban met his end before he actually took the field um, on the Saturday. So he never really, he only wore it once. But um, yeah, aluminium chain, it's pretty cool. So that was a great bit of kit. That was like a solid four points for me. I just, just loved it. And then the final point, makeup kit. You mentioned it. Um, mm-hmm. it. It's always been a personal weakness of mine is face paint, being able to do it myself and being able to do it to a good quality. Um, and maybe I should add to the makeup kit like a, a special effects kit as well. Um, yeah. Because this time I had snaz, alcohol activated paints, face like setting, so sort of like hairspray, setting spray, that kind of stuff. Um, I had a load of fake blood capsules that got used oh, all across yeah. the weekend. Um, a bottle of spray on fake blood as well. And a fake heart um, for one of the Winds <laughs> of Fortune, which I might, uh, I'll leave it to the end maybe. But it wasn't a how, major part. How did you find the alcohol activated face paint? I've always been curious about that. Mixed opinion. So the colours were okay, um, but black had the best coverage, understandably. <laughs> and what did you? How did you use it? You you have like a like a normal art palette. It's almost like a almost like oil based paints, and you get yeah. a little bottle of this alcohol activator. It's basically like ninety five percent ethanol. Um, yeah. You put a bit on a brush, wiggle it around, get some paint on, then you paint it on your face and it dries. And the idea is mm-hmm. that it's water insoluble so you won't sweat it off. And rubbing it off mm-hmm. takes a decent amount of work. However, you need to do a couple layers to get it thick, consistent, and yeah, also okay. make it rub proof. Because I did one layer right. one day, rubbed it, and I'd actually managed to, manage to rub it off. Okay. Yeah. And it but takes still a work it in the in the long run because I know you've had issues in the past because you're a sweaty boy. Wow. With <laughs> I, I mean, off. yeah, I am. I do like running. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, um, is it worth it compared to Snaz and setting spray? Fifty-fifty. It took a lot of time to. It takes a lot of time to activate, okay. get on, apply, 
it doesn't flow like a water-based paint mm -hmm, does mm -hmm. so it's actually a little bit quite hard to control and for doing what it about... yourself difficult yeah ah what about price yeah about price about 50 quid for the set with the activator <gasps> yeah it's, it's pricey it's pricey Ooh. okay yeah i it's just... I mean, from the outside, it's slightly less than 50-50 to me, but maybe maybe you're using it wrong. Maybe there's some makeup artist out there going, no, <laughs> you don't do it like that. It's so much easier than you think. Yeah, I, I managed to get some on my face. I say some, I got good coverage. Like, you know, when I when I timed in, that was all alcohol. Yeah. But it, mm -hmm. it um, lasted the day, and then, you know, after sort of rolling in my, you know, rolling in my sleep like a pig, I... um. You had to reapply it in the morning but what i did on the saturday is i was in a rush um so i did snaz and fixer and that lasted all day as well rubbed off overnight and then i fixed it up in the morning on sunday so when you look at you know both of those had one day's worth of play i might as well stick with the snaz yeah and just reapply it yeah yeah fair i suppose if it's for something like that's supposed to be a tattoo or a scar versus something that's supposed to be more war paint like maybe it would make a difference if you know that it's gonna get rubbed a lot or and just thinking like because i've got small tattoos on my face which could stand to be done in a way that means that they don't go anywhere but then war paint can just be a good red snaz kind of thing yeah nice little combat stripe yeah a lot of love fun that to combat do. stripe yeah that was from what long's path that started it was yeah i've added black to my repertoire now so yeah gotta love that yeah, that snaz combo the red and black i think that keeps most of navarre <laughs> supplied is just red and black snaz yeah i've actually got blue yellow and green um i think you saw my bruises that i did as well oh yeah you did trick me with those actually yeah yeah i could do uh pretty convincing bruises now so um for whatever use that might come well come into we'll uh, we'll find out mm-hmm but yeah, that's overall 8 out of 10 for Kiss and Camping. Lots of cool new stuff and new friends, but balanced out with, you know, having to look after them. So, you know, not hard, but something you have to think about. So yeah, 8 yeah. out of 10. Still to be improved upon, as mm -hmm. always. All right then. Non-combat roleplay, Matty. Yeah, let's do it. Come on, we got to do it before we go into combat. Yeah, there was absolutely. so much that happened before we got anywhere near combat. Oh well, ooh, I don't know. We got near combat at standing, I think. But uh, well, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. No, that's a really good point. Uh, I can't really talk to that because I, I genuinely have no idea what happened until you know, probably about seven thirty onwards, because I was so deep inside my own head about. Uh, in case anyone listening does not know uh, who I am, God, that sounded so. Do you know who I am? <laughs> you don't know who I am, but you should. Of course, you do. <laughs> um, no, uh, uh, hello, I'm Matty. I never said hi. Um, I play Larkin Shattersong, and at E3, I was elected uh, the new general of Isella's Dance, which is the newest, um, the third army of Navarre. So that was. Very, very cool. I don't know. Am I, am I allowed to swear in this? I'm just, I'm trying not to swear. A I just realized. No, actively. I do yeah, this in this public. Is not Channel 4. <laughs> right. It was very fucking cool. It was amazing. <laughs> 
it was the culmination of a lot of work, which is I know what everyone says when they get elected, but it it's been something that's been on my radar since before, you know, the longest of darks. Um, so it was really nice to to have it pay off. But um, we had a little bit of a soft touch. Honestly, we got off to such a good start because as a little group, um, as as you may know, I can't believe I keep saying that, um, but our characters, or your character not so much now, but your previous character, Ban Shattersong, the Shattersongs, um, as a striding, were part of the Black Scar Thornborn. We um, still are. And as a as a little group, uh, Thornborn decided to do some combat practice before time in, which was opened by uh, a game of tag, of all things, which was absolutely brilliant and mm. such a nice way to start off what was about to be an incredibly contentious, conflict-heavy next two hours. So that was great. We started on a high, and then I immediately got into incredibly nervous. Um, nervous for the event itself i wasn't even necessarily nervous in a kind of going to an interview kind of way it was more just sort of let's call it anticipation mixed with apprehension you know all the what ifs um and i was walking around probably the whole time during standing and for a good part of the opening of thorns council afterwards just thinking about what i was going to say as my speech um, which spoiler alert went really well in the end, um, but you'd yeah, it's standing so alongside after... shouting. Yeah, you'd hope yeah, so after, after being elected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, the speech was before the election, dude. I mean, in general, if um, ah, oh, sorry, can't in use general. in general. In practice, <laughs> if the the speech was really bad, like you know what. You tried. You're in. <laughs> it's a pity, <laughs> pity election. Oh, it was so bad, but they look terrible, so it's fine. Um, no, but standing, standing was an exciting start. I think I don't think I'd realised how contentious the whole hot as Meyer thing was going to be. Um, oh boy! Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So cliff notes, because I'm sure it's been gone into many a time before, um, including in the field, which is probably at this point where it's Should deserves stay. to die yeah. a painful death. Um, but yeah, Hot as Maya, there was a downtime option for military units to go to Leathaven, to Hot as Maya. Um, simultaneously, uh, there were player actions in field at the very end of the last event uh, to send a letter to some other uh, NPCs in the area, uh, warning them that they were coming, um, that we were coming to attack a different enemy. Uh, the outcome of this was that apparently diplomacy is incredibly effective sometimes. Um, no. And, really? Yeah, I know. Empire LARP, the PvP, political <laughs> LARP, politics being effective. <laughs> wow. No, but I mean, you know, so much of the time we do downtime actions and we do diplomatic actions in order to generate combat opportunities to make a difference in the outcome, right? It, mm. it almost always comes down to combat. So... Certainly from my player perspective, um, I thought it was really nice and really cool of PD to make the diplomacy the thing that won the day and have that actually be the outcome. Like, diplomacy is a win game of itself. You know, you don't have to just do it to generate more opportunities to hit things, kind of. Yeah. Because we do combat a lot, and it's a very combat-heavy system, and that is fantastic. But it was also nice to that it gave some weight to the diplomacy game as well. Um, 
So yeah, there was some diplomatic actions that were so wildly successful that in the window of fortune about it, it's specifically stated in the flavor text um, that what could have been a conjunction, um, i.e. A, a skirmish, uh, was somehow disappeared because of this action, because the diplomatic uh, missive that was sent triggered so much of a response in the Fenny, who it was sent to, these NPCs, uh, that it just changed the course of how things went and we didn't have to fight. The outcome was so successful, like blindingly successful, which is amazing because, I mean, yeah, it's slightly for the in the field, but tidbit, we were pretty concerned at the end of E E three uh, E two that the numbers were not there for various reasons. That come and ask me about in the field if you really want to know. Um, so yeah, it was it was delightful. I was very very pleased. So from my perspective, I think I was so happy that I was really surprised by how vitriolic it got in that standing circle. Yeah, I, I've never seen Travid get Race's voice, let oh, alone hit God. something with his book. Exactly. I was terrified. It was it was intense, and I know quite a lot of the people, um, both IC and OC now, um, who were very loud, angry voices. So I was running around the back of that circle as well, telling people off pretty intensely. Just little me running up to people, going, "Don't do this. Watch it. You don't know everything. Shut up." Um, some of them did, so that's always nice. Um, and from there, we transitioned pretty quickly into. Thorns Council because it was, you know, what was on everyone's minds. Um, Thorns Council, uh, which I'm sure you've mentioned before, so I don't think we have to clarify what it is, but oh, I've just sorry, I completely forgot. My overall ICRP is obviously gonna be like a, a, an eleven out of ten. I had a great time. It was fantastic. I no no further comments, Yona. You know, brilliant. Um but to Objection, get back into <laughs> It's all hearsay. That's the whole point. <laughs> but no, we went to Thorns Council. They had another big meeting about Hot as Maya. Um, at which point I actually ran to the toilet at exactly the point that Clay got cursed. I didn't know he'd been cursed. Oh, yeah. Until much later on. And someone was I someone said, like, oh, it's because of the curse. I was like, what curse? What are you talking about? Um, because yeah, silly me, I, I ran to the loo just as things kicked off. Um and then we had all the questions. I think I definitely bitched at a few people for asking stupid questions and making stupid points. Uh, definitely got my frowny, scaldy face on because everyone was being a bit icy. Everyone was being stupid about what they were saying. Mm -hmm. OC, it was great. It's fantastic. It's really good to see people coming up with like really intricate, like eloquent ways of talking and not even necessarily always like fancy words but people who are like i know what i think and i know why i think that from a character perspective and that's what i'm gonna argue for and it's that's how the game works you know everyone's got to have their reason for doing something we might not all agree we might not ever agree on some things but it's the point of the game. having those debates yeah having those debates is amazing you know and that's why that's why the wheels keep turning and that's why, you know, some people go in, some people go out. And unfortunately, obviously, we lost Clay as the Blackthorns general. Mm. And I was, I don't know. I don't really know. how I was. I just ran straight over to him because I was like, oh, my gosh. I heard, you know? some scree I heard him screaming. Oh, like, yes. Oh, um, not we OC, like IC screaming. 
yeah. out the we back as the other election started. We had, um, well, it was be- slightly before. So the other, everyone was kind of like wandering around. I ran across and Lothie Lothlin, um, one of the other members of Black Scar, who's actually the current Brand of Brands leader of Black Scar, um, had this just dead stony look on his face. And I, I can't even remember exactly what he said because everything was just so intense in the moment. But he held up his spear and Clay just started hitting it and screaming this horrible like yell. It was it was heartfelt. It was intense. It really was. I was like a little bit afraid to go close, but it, it was it was very impressive. Um, and then I got dragged back across for my own election, of course, while I was like my head is going back and forward someone's like larkin larkin you need to go across and i was like what, what oh yeah um and then it turned out that there were only two of us running for Isella's dance in the end um which was unexpected we thought there would be like four uh, and then possibly any stragglers but i think in the wake of everything that had happened you know it was it was a wild one and then my election. I mean, I could go into the details, but just to sum up and say, um, huge shout out to Matt, who plays Quinn, uh, who did a fantastic job. He's always done a fantastic job. Great dude. Um, had a great time role playing. Uh, very competent leader. Would have been a very good general as well. Like on an OC note, I can say that. Oh, yeah. Feels he's a major part of my yeah. weekend as well, but I'll, I'll leave that for later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, genuinely, on OC, no, definitely knows what he's doing. He would have been great. Um, but also very gracious when I won, which was very appreciated because it's not easy because there is a lot of OC work that goes into and, and you know, OC wanting the thing that goes into running for one of these, like running for general, running for any hat, really. Um, but this was a big one. It had been hyped up for a long time. So it was always going to be a disappointment to whoever didn't win basically and i'd sort of prepared myself for like i had plans for what i was going to do if i didn't didn't win um i didn't really have plans i think i said this to you quite early on during the weekend i said i don't really have any plans for what i do if i do win oh yeah i remember that yeah i was suddenly going i haven't i haven't really thought about it um but obviously in the end it turned out fine uh, speech went really well. I was really pleased with how my speech went in the end. Everyone seemed really engaged. The questions were good. I felt good answering them. I mean, like I said in the speech, like I said in all the questions, in terms of the character, I've been preparing for this for, you know, probably a year now. Um, in terms of me as Matty, <laughs> if you go back to when this first started, that was, what, two years ago, I think, now? Yeah, and 2020. I think it was 2019. E4 2019 would have been the first time I was thinking about this, which was when we had the whole uh, protect Leathavan, uh, protect Hakinia and protect um, Thurunan situation, which was when I really sort of stepped forward into the military game in a big way. But yeah, every event since then, I've been obviously working towards this, done a lot of wiki researching as well. Which isn't a requirement, I should add, but it definitely helps. Um, and as a quick little bit of info for anyone curious, so from my perspective, general, much like senator, is one of those hats that does require quite a lot of actual hard skill and knowledge. It's not 
as easy as I know there are synod positions that you can get into with like just quite a good grounded knowledge of the way or of, of the virtue that you are going to be having a position in. Mm -hmm. um, but which are still obviously a lot of OC commitment. I don't get me wrong. All hats are OC commitment. Um, but when it comes to something like the generalships and this, I'm assuming senators, I don't know specifically, but there's a lot of mechanics that you have to learn because there's a lot of conversation that goes on about this thing and that thing and these enemies here and that, that it is very much, it is very much something you can get into if you're interested, but I do highly recommend you going in through the military route, which would be trying to get into the military council, shadowing someone. Uh, usually that would be as an adjutant. You can just ask if you want to come along. It's usually better Actually, are if you, you hiring? find are you hiring Am I hiring? podcast? <laughs> Hang on. I'm, I not, it's I'm not hiring. <laughs> I, I'm, that's a conversation for the field, if anyone's interested. <laughs> uh, they'll know who I am anyway. But no, so it's it's something that it's not... And, and you know what I found out this time is that we're actually unique as a nation. All of the other nations... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Special. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I thought we were all pretty unique from the character mats. From the no, movie, I mean, okay, yes. <laughs> I mean, in terms of the generals. So the way yeah. that we elect our generals is different from all of the other nations. Um, there are other ways that uh, other nations do elections that are slightly different. I know Dawn has um, a different way of doing it. Um, I think but they've got ultimately, a tournament, don't they? Yeah, I think so. And I think they're probably the closest to us from what I've heard. I might be wrong. Um, there's still a lot of knowledge about the other nations I just don't have, like even this far in, because I just simply don't know. There's a lot to know about your own nation, let alone all the others on the field. But for us, um, so a lot of them, they, they do still have an interview with the senators and it is ultimately the senator's decision who gets picked as general. Um, now for us, we have the Thorns Council vote. Um, and the Thorns Council vote is supposed to, on the surface of it, it influences the senator's decision. It's like, uh, perhaps, say, you want to take a very contentious decision to leave a certain uh, European uh, institution, and you might make a poll about that. Uh, and <laughs> then you will probably follow the instructions of like the, the voting sway of that poll. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's an odd allegory, uh, connection to make, but it is, it is accurate. Um, How so the they take the advisement out of, out of like, <laughs> idle and unrelated interest. How's Europe? You mean? <laughs> we How dare you? you. No, don't, don't come back, <laughs> please. We'll, we'll leave that conversation point aside. But yeah, yeah no. They, so they obviously the Thorns vote, and then the senators make the decision based on that. But in in practice, the Thorns vote and who the Thorns vote for gets in. It's it's basically unheard of for that to be that that choice not to be followed by the senators and that's for various reasons both ic and oc um that you know mostly the the, the senators themselves and any of us gens will, will happily talk to you but it's not really a conversation for now um it's a bit it's a bit in depth for right now but yeah so it is possible to get in to do it um it is a lot of work it's a lot of learning it's not an easy thing to just jump in and do uh for the hell of it um even though on the surface of it, in the way that we do the voting, it certainly seems like that's what's possible. But if you're curious, there are three generals now. Um, that's three people that you can talk to. to All of whom can be deposed people. as well. 
Yeah, but that's every hat in, in Empire can be. Oh yeah, but uh, there's always invoked. the uh, the knockout route if you know Shadow. There is. Every, well, Go for it. People like to like Chaos. to threaten this revocation. <laughs> I haven't seen a revocation not not in Navarre for a very long time. I know ever since I've been in there. Apparently, uh, it's happened once. Oh, I, I think yeah, the actual revocations are rare. I'm more thinking about uh, if you're new and you want to just have dog. a pop, just go, just stand. When they say, "Would anyone like to stand?" You just stand up and do it, wing it. Oh, you know, I you see. Don't have to win. <laughs> no, you don't have to win, and so yeah. a lot of people prefer to stand. I know there was at least one candidate who was standing for Blackthorns, who was pretty much explicitly standing for the purpose of gaining traction for actually standing next year. Perfect. So Great his strap. real goal is to stand next year, I believe. Um, but yeah, that's someone else's game, so I won't run into that. Mm -hmm. but yes. So fundamentally, the election went well. It the... did. It was incredible. My legs crumbled from underneath me. I cried. I I just couldn't believe the overwhelming emotions that I was feeling, and it was amazing. I got testimonied straight after. I got anointed straight after, and then I got hauled down to the military council. You were late um, to this point, weren't you? Myself. Oh yeah, we we were. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we were late by, by the time the first election started. Um, oh, but rip. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, it happens sometimes. You, you've got important things to do. So yeah, yeah we like, get, went get down job. and we got started. It was very very cool. It was very very good. On an OC note, it is just unbelievably cool that so many people were like, "Yeah, you seem legit. You can do the thing." And then I got to just go and do the thing. And it's it's amazing. It's affirming. It's confidence boosting. It's motivating. It's it just uplifts you to such an extent. I can't even explain it. Like the amount of difference, like the the world of difference that LARP itself has made on me just as a person anyway. And now to have something like this, like, I'm going to get too big for my boots when it comes to the real world. Mm. Like, do you yeah. know who, do you I, know am? who I am? <laughs> you pull out a fake knife in a 7-Eleven <laughs> demanding a cookie. <laughs> you and whose army? Well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've got these orders. <laughs> Here's my army. Oh, I've got to write my orders for the first time. But that's for later. That was that was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that was awesome. It was really, really awesome. It was the basis of my whole weekend. Um... And it was it was such a high start to the weekend. Not all good icy things, thinking of how, you know, all of the stuff with Travid and Clay and the Hottest Meyer stuff, but all good OC things. Like the the role play was spectacular. It was unbelievable. Um getting to say hi to Milch Council, many of whom I already have known, but actually sit on the bench and talk to them, you know, it was it was real it was real cool. It was a combination of a lot of things I've really, really wanted for a very long time. So, yeah. Fantastic. I know. I've, only, I've literally only covered Friday at this point. I was going to say that. And th <laughs> so that was the first two and a half hours. Uh... That was, yeah. That literally only takes us up to about nine o'clock. Yeah. So what was it like? Like, actually, so you, you've been in military council uh, before as, a, as an adjutant. Yeah. And now you're there on, on the literal on the bench. Um, yeah. It, was it different? Um, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly it took a couple of moments, uh, as in individual moments that happened rather than seconds. Um, but it took a few moments to sort of adjust to it. I'm used to you know leaning over to Brenos Owen, who is I was the adjutant for previously, um, and suggesting something that then could be said. Um, 
but I, 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 it's it's all kind of a blur now. I'm either I leant over and said it, or I just I can't remember if I've just put my hand up and said. It. I'm pretty sure I leant over to him and said something, and he said just say it. So I did. I just put my hand up. Um, but I might have imagined that bit, and that came at some other point. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, I got to you know actually speak, and I did push myself to actually speak when I had things to say as much as possible. There were a few things that being adjutant had, you know, given me not like the knowledge, but just the experience of it having happened before. So I could say with confidence, like, oh, well, the, this thing or, or that thing mm-hmm. and be involved in those discussions that, you know, I'm used to seeing happen. Um, everyone was really patient. Loads of people were really kind about giving information that we might have missed. Um, every general in there. Um and indeed the non-generals, because there are a lot of people that attend military council that are not just the generals. There are adjutants, for one, of which anyone can have more than one if they if they want to. Uh, you can only have one appointed at a time, but you can pick whoever you want to from your little group of adjutants if you really want to. Um, but there's also, you know, there's a, the Imperial... Ooh, I'm going to get this wrong. I want to say War Mage? Yes, yeah, I think War that's Mage. correct, yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's all sorts of very cool people in there. And they're all very, very invested in the game that they're playing. And they love it. And they're really enthusiastic to, to share it. So it's it's awesome. Like It's so nice to have that and be part of that. Everyone just wants to do good game. It's a very high RP environment. It's mm. all about character. You're not going to find people just slipping out of things. You know, everyone's invested in their character and what happens. And it's amazing to be part of fantastic yeah i'll run very quickly through i'm pretty honestly that's pretty much the bulk of what happened for my weekend because saturday i was in military council again and i got to speak a few times i got to meet a few of the owner generals again i'm still sort of working my way through meeting them bit by bit um and we had there was something major on sunday i was going to ask you about the uh, the ritual outside military. Oh yes, that's it. That seemed pretty oh, important. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, gosh, yeah. No, Sunday was really good. So the yeah, the last sort of RP moments for me. I mean, there were RP moments the whole way through, but the last real RP moments. Oh, I've probably forgotten something on Saturday. I'm sorry if if we had a great RP moment on Saturday and I've completely forgotten about it. It'll come to me later. I'll kick myself and I'll have a great time remembering it. Um, but Sunday was intense yeah i got to first of all i had to start writing my orders which i was not prepared for there were some pd admin issues so that some things weren't written down on the paper that i was given to write on but we worked around that and then suddenly i had like three minutes left uh to write my orders because there were rituals happening and one of the coolest things um that I've seen so far anyway, as a general that can happen to you is you can be enchanted on behalf of your army. So the same way that a military unit captain, fleet captain, or even a forest and herb garden owner, I think, I think that's how it works for them, um, can be enchanted to affect your resource. Uh, you do it to a general <clears throat> for their army. And Brenos and I, for Quiet Step and I Sell This Dance, got a very very cool ritual which made us very very stabby basically (laughs) 
Um, it was a whole thing about uh, seeing enemies, um, wanting to go and kill your enemies. Um, I'm very much paraphrasing. I'm so sorry. Uh, shout out to uh, Misha, um, who was one, I believe, the instigator of the ritual. I don't really know how rituals work. I'm sorry. Um, but certainly was giving the ritual to us. Um, and who nearly drowned me in port. But it was great. <laughs> it was very wonderful. Oh, what a I got to, to be drowned in. First. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was, it, it was epic, you know? I mean, I was walking around with like, what looked like blood stains around my mouth for the rest of the uh the last sort of hour of of game time um but yeah i watched brenos's ritual it was really intense it was very tense it was quite almost low-key but it it was also really tense like i felt tense watching it i got goosebumps at parts definitely and then it was my turn and i was like do a good job do a good job everyone's watching everyone's watching make this good for everybody else <laughs> trying to make it like I've got to role play my character, but I also want to make sure I'm doing the right role play effects, but then also giving everybody a good experience because there's a lot of people gathered there at the same time. Um, but hopefully yeah, pull it, I pulled it off. It was fantastic. Uh, I neglected to tell anyone. Well, I didn't neglect to tell. I told a few strategic people that um, it had only been very recently that I discovered that discovered Clay's curse on Friday night. Mm. And Clay was delivered by Brat Umbral Path. Yep, it was. Now, what I didn't know until afterwards was that it was delivered by Brat, but it wasn't Brat's curse. He, he he had been given it by someone else or told to deliver it by someone else. Yeah. Something unknown. I went and uh, but... threatened him with a knife after he did it at the uh, <laughs> at the election. Yeah, because he jumped out. I was like, you son of a bitch, and ran after him. And I was like, it's yeah. legal. I was like, I don't give a shit. He's just cursed my friend. But um, but and then, he, he yeah, he was like, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. You know, you yeah. can, either way, it's legal. And I was like, oh, yeah, it is legal, isn't it? I'm glad yeah. you told me that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it was it was great. So I didn't realize that it wasn't him that had done it. But I was perfectly happy to role play this element of i know that the person literally walking around because he was also um one of the principal people in the ritual i was like well i know that this person has cursed my friend um and also you know who then lost the blackthorns but you know mostly the fact that he cursed him um and i have several knives on me as you know a good thorn should um so I managed to neglect to tell anyone that. And then immediately, as soon as the effects of the uh, curse, start, the, the ritual started hitting me, I managed to, to mumble out, um, keep Brat away from me. Uh, he needs to go away immediately. <laughs> um, poor Chris, who plays Brat, was very, very confused. Um, and we, we've since talked about this. So I said, if, if I'd have had more time, before the ritual because I wasn't sure exactly when it was happened I probably would have quietly spoken to him and said is it okay if I stab you I didn't get that opportunity so I was like right I'm probably not going to just randomly try and stab him that was a bit far especially because I think I genuinely could have managed to stab him before anyone would have stopped me um because I just wouldn't have been in, expecting though. it I mean, yeah, well, I, arguably, I didn't, you know, it's the well, I, act the first, thing, I didn't get a advice, but, um... not, but this is what I'm saying I didn't get a chance to check in if I had got a chance to check in, I would have asked him if I could stab him. But because I didn't get that opportunity, I was like, right, close my eyes. I'm going to icy work on not stabbing him. Mm -hmm. So I got spirited away, blah, blah, blah. All was fine. Um, he came to find me later, OC, um, which was a really nice thing to do. Appreciate it. Um, 
yeah and, and was like what you know is everything okay <laughs> I was like yeah no I'm so sorry I no beef with you at all it's just that I'd found out about this curse but and he went oh oh you should have stabbed me <laughs> Yeah, my, my like, point was that yeah. you, you act <laughs> okay. first as in stab him up and then you check in later and say, by the way, no hard feelings. But Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. you can do it with the way around. I felt in the moment that it was it was better to do it this way. Yeah, um, and also like, that is ideal. Plane, yeah. You know, it, it worked the way it was. Next time I'll know. So I, I said this to him <laughs> as well. I said, next time, don't worry, I'll stab you. You know, we'll, we'll be good. <laughs> are, you <laughs> saying to, are you saying Bless. to everybody listening that... Um, <laughs> have open license to assault you and OC, you're fine with it. You know what? If anybody's listening, I am always down for conflict role play. I am. Um, I do appreciate it being something that actually comes from a good reason and makes sense. Um, uh, and you know, ha- yeah, have a really good reason for it, but then go for it. You know, and just don't just shout endlessly. Make it interesting. It's it's role play. It's still a game. It's good fun, but as a general rule, yeah, I'm I'm usually up for it. I might nice. OC step aside and say, yeah, now is a bad time. But that's what we have the whole check in system kind of thing for, right? Yeah, I guess. Well, we got. So yeah, that was me. Role play. Eleven thousand and four out of ten. Eleven thousand and four. All right. <laughs> um, I don't think I can quite top eleven thousand and four. But <laughs> oh. Sorry, oh. before we move on, there was one final moment I want to. No, go for it. It go was for a role play moment specifically, although it, it will come slightly under combat, um, which I think we'll race through in a minute. Um, but it was after some shenanigans that happened. Uh, I had to walk up to Brenos um, and know that he had been immediately told about what I had definitely not wanted him to know about. Some rather. I will claim both OC and IC they were not as risky as they may have seemed uh but it was very it was it was just such a funny moment to be uh scolded and or vaguely threatened by Brenos again after the same thing happened last event so I'm hoping I'm not going to make a habit of it so uh, what was this who knows? can you give us context risky I'll give it up oh it was it was the skirmish that I went on the... spoiler alert for when we get into combat I went on a skirmish without any armor Oh, that, oh, oh, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and I ran through the gate saying, don't tell Brenos. <laughs> um, <laughs> pretty <through>. much. <laughs> yeah, I was I was always going to be fine, yeah. I, I was very aware of the... I mean, you were, yeah, um, you were... On a mechanical sense, I was chunked up, let's say. I had the hit points to cover it um, yeah. from various potions and things. And I was very confident from a combat standpoint. But yeah, it was very amusing. Um and I was also like, it was it was a good role play moment as well because it's always nice when someone you know who knows what they're doing and and can be very scary, Owen. So you can be very scary, um, is is telling you off and you can genuinely feel confident to just say nah, but I was it's it's all good like it's fine. <laughs> we Gucci. You, you got you got to trust me at some point that I know what I'm doing. So yeah, it's nice. It was a weekend of confidence. Excellent. Oh, that's a nice thought catchphrase. Yeah. Noting that down for the episode title. <laughs> a weekend of confidence. All right, go. <laughs> Wrong play. Sorry, I hogged all the time. I'm That's sure right. I, um, I mean, you know, it's play. it's about you. I can cover mine and my hots and knots in, in more detail, but I'll... Uh, this is about oh, me? No, about me. No, you said it was about me. 
He said, this is about you. Yeah. You did. Everyone going back. No, I agree. I'm not. I'm not neglecting that. I said, yeah, it is. You know, it is mainly about you. I can touch on my stuff, but I can add to it in my own hots and knots. Did my brain say something and my mouth just decided to go off script? (laughs) I think you contradicted yourself afterwards, but that's great. This is great news. This is my episode now. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I've just been, (laughs) you know, just like, I don't know, Bragas land or something. No, the Mourn world. I've just been invaded by a bunch of Imperials. Um, (laughs) <laughs> one and their army in this case but anyway oh, on to no. non-combat role play all right so um i play linda thornhart now who is a good yeah. boy uh who's no longer naive after some uh horrible things happened to him in sarin grave and um but fundamentally oh. still doesn't have such an active weekend as my former character ban shattersong did um as in he doesn't wait you say that Ban Shattersong. It's an angry person. <laughs> and he deserves an angry name telling. But uh, fundamentally, Linda doesn't have much to do at the moment, in all, in all honesty. Um, and it's, it's actually quite nice. I have quiet weekends ahead of me. And, you know, I, I go on my battles. I chat with my friends. I go and do some errands. And it's very, very wholesome. And I enjoy it so much. However. <laughs> however. Oh, my goodness. That was the plan until about 9pm Friday night. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so so for context, uh, Lindir started on the Sunday of E2 after Banner died. I mean, I guess Saturday afternoon, to be fair. And on the Sunday battle of E2, um, his life was saved by one Anwin Stormbroke. And the words, I owe you a beer, comes out. So Ah, we that's where the beer's from. It does, yeah. So we fast forward to E3 9pm and we've basically caught up OC to say, oh, hey, I'll catch you at X time. We'll we'll go get a drink, right? Yeah. Now, on the field at this point is a sneaky little whisper gallery. Um, Oh, no, it's not a polyp because that's a kind of tumour. Tulpa, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Polyp is not the right word. But uh, (laughs) essentially, I um, was running back to camp and it was dark and this thing was outside our camp just standing there and i didn't think anything of it all the ref standing next to them because i was in a rush <laughs> to get back it's like shit i'm late and they said oh you got any secrets you could tell me and i was like yeah i'm late to get someone a drink and then the ref goes stop <laughs> and i'm like oh what have i done i'm like what oh, do you man. want i see the ref and i'm like oh no <laughs> so um i get handed a little curse and i read it and the effect of that is everything about the secret and everything related to the secret that you've just told us, you can no longer remember. <laughs> now, because the entire fucking evening, the entire, I've been running around selling my resources to get some cash, basically, oh, and some dinner and stuff. Good. And like I've been planning for this because yeah, I'm a good boy and I try hard, right? And <laughs> I, for- I forgot everything absolutely everything and i was like oh shit no and one of our friends in black scar called rifflin um he was there capering around and you know did insight on me and stuff and i was like no effect yeah it was it was great fun to um threw it into the camp threw it yeah he like was like come 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 to this camp it will be great to the tulpa oh to the tulpa okay yeah Yeah. i wasn't there for that because obviously i forgot 
Uh, although I should say, you know, several several of us managed to walk past it, and when it asked, say a polite no. No, yeah. we will not be giving away secrets. So uh, who do we really have to blame? Um, the Lindy. Tulpa, obviously. If it wasn't <laughs> there, I wouldn't be cursed, would I? Anyway. None of us would be cursed. <laughs> anyway, anyway. <laughs> I see, I'm like, well, I can't remember. I see, I forgot, right? I see, I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> and uh, so at this point, I make a point of wandering slowly past um, Anwin's camp. And they're like, oh, you know, hey, hey, Linda, you ready to get that drink? And I'm like, sorry, what? Do, do I know you? And um, <laughs> this, uh, in short, leads to a long, wonderful chain of events where I make a lot of new friends. Um, I see, and I hope I see, actually. Um, a really nice bunch. And we just ended up... Home going, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy, yeah. If any of them are listening, I'm just going to say the word rats and leave it there it's, it's an in-joke anyway the um yeah it this long chain of events ends on saturday afternoon um after getting a variety of different spells and insights cast on me and the end result is that i can't remember what was stolen and i, and I never will however i've got the opportunity to make new memories which Sounds like a really sugar-coated fuck you from this from this curse. You've learned a lesson, you know. This is the moral of the story. You can make new memories. Yeah, and uh, I also have an enduring effect where um, essentially I occasionally see shapes out the uh, in my my peripheral vision that alarm me. (laughs) However, when I look at them closer, they are mundane objects. Oh yeah. So when we went to dawn. Because what happened is, after I solved, that's called the major curse, and the minor one sat underneath that is incurable for a year, um, great, um, they thought it was the same curse. And I was trying to, like, I couldn't even hint I see, but, like, guys, it's fine, I'm, I'm, I'm cured. This is just the worst it gets. So they tried to cure me in Dawn, and Dawn has a lot of fluttering flags. So my head was <laughs> like a lighthouse. It was just, I was getting neck pain by the end. And they were like, oh, my God, Linda's not okay. As uh, he he sort of jerks his way through the um through the crowds, but yeah, that that took up a lot of my weekend and was a lot of fun. And um, big shout out to the Thornfang Striding because uh, they were really fun to chill with and very pleasant. Um, Much nicer than any of us have ever been. Yeah, I also, I also got to go. Um, we went in a pub crawl, and um, I got to take them all to Uncle Regrezio's bar. and that was very entertaining and as a final note here um i finally got involved in songs and stories until the end and there's a really cool song at the end where everyone pulls out their knives and stands close to the fire and starts to sort of hoist their weapons in the air and in beat with the music and it's awesome really good around 1am and yeah or maybe 12 i can't quite remember but uh it was awesome absolutely awesome so as a role play weekend 10 out of 10 amazing lots of other pieces i've left out um obviously it's hard to come back out of a character that's so let's shall shall we say memorable um as as ban and to come back as a new character after all that yeah he was very min maxed you know minimal responsibility and maximum chaos so yeah yeah. But also, like, a big deal to play and doing a lot of stuff. So to go from all of that kind of level of involvement in game 
to what you to like a whole new character and to make it unique but also fun to play but also distinct like that's hard yeah there was but um oh yeah oh yeah ban was a win as a, as a character um just like pie face but anyway the um with with ban the final thing that was pretty cool to watch is Lindir. um this is why i i keep my war paint on outside the battlefield as well is just to differentiate me because when i put my yeah. um I, I left my war paint off on like saturday afternoon for like a bit mm -hmm. while i was getting some food and i put a bandana on to stop my bald head from burning um someone came up to me and went ban oh my god your ban shatter song and started to run and i was like no I, no no I'm, I'm someone else citizen and i was like oh god damn it they you know the face is very recognizable so i've got to differentiate it a fair bit you were in the paper yeah that was gonna be my other point um standing on friday evening i snickering oh, yes. away at the, the inquiring ink caps fantastic article <laughs> and on top of that maceo um edge stalker coming into the middle of the circle saying oh i've taken on ban shattersong's debt and replaying repaying <laughs> waynes of weirwood to the to the grendel and i'm sat there like oh see this is hilarious and i see i'm like why are they paying somebody else's debts who's already dead and like, it's done as a nation thing and i'm like um okay but it's oc i <laughs> find it incredible not to get political yeah i'm like you know what chris you're not involved in this just 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 smile and eat a cookie smile. so i did <laughs> i ate a lot of cake this weekend it was it was awesome but um oh, yeah watching I'm oc toasties. i had a lot of toasties but that will be in the oc section a lot of toasties toasties oh nice yeah mm. they're really good yeah so um they, they the entire weekend there was also there was still some um oathright um things yeah the black scars if the criminal group black known as the black scars could change their name that would be great sincerely the black yeah. scar thornborn that, that was pretty cool well i don't know if that bit actually made it in in the end sadly um because we had to cut down for size but yeah we we did black scar take on the oath right which was quite amusing fun mm. there was just a bunch of us writing articles for the oath right because of some particularly slanderous articles that came out of t2 yeah um we had a great time doing it uh, i don't really know if there was any like result of that but it was certainly good fun stuff to do yeah, a lot of fun. And on the subject of ban Shattersong's debts, there was one element that I forgot, which is that I finally paid off a different one. Oh. Um, at the that was the something that happened at the very beginning of standing. I was supposed to be talking in standing um on Saturday. Um it was important stuff. You know, we were talking about the results of battles and whatnot. Um and I get to standing and I realised that actually I'm supposed to be being dragged away by the militia to go and talk about one of the band Shattersong debts uh, yeah. which I had discussed with a certain ex-fleet master uh, the night before Esteban! <laughs> <laughs> Your biggest fan oh, um, He's got yeah, my name was... in his, he's obviously just jealous He's copying you yeah. or are you copying him? No, definitely not <laughs> <laughs> but either way it was very amusing because they the the militia apparently Esteban was very happy to, to come up to Navarre in order to talk about this thing we were basically signing a contract and then um but the militia said no so I walk all the way down to the militia in a great grump uh, purely in, to sign one piece of paper and hand over a coin that was literally what it was going to be get down there there are 12 people outside the militia all of them hired paid guards with 
weapons out. There's a smattering of orcs. There's some winter markers. They're, they're, they're from everywhere. Large, large, most of them large sort of uh, male looking characters. Burly combat characters. And I was thinking they're like, what is happening? You know, it was me and the other sh- remaining Shattersong, Farron. Uh, and we're not like geared for war. It's just <laughs> Sorry, two me us, and the other you know. one. <laughs> the other, the other, no, the other remaining Shattersong. Yeah. The other living Shattersong, sir. Um, and we, we walked up and we were like, this is ridiculous. They're all here because of the two of us. This is unbelievable. So the r- exaggerated rumours of how dangerous we were. I think they were expecting the whole of Black Scar to come or to retaliate, which, you know, fair enough that they thought that was going to happen. It did not. We sorted that out very quickly. Um, and that was one thing <laughs> off my uh, off my list of things to do. But my God. The out, cool, the absolute outsized, pro- out of proportion reaction from the militia to send that many for just two of us was hilarious. Well, that's it the was thing. If you think about a bodyguard of four wasn't enough to stop one shatter song, then it makes sense yeah. that you need at least eight to stop two. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them now. It reminds me of that well, joke. I mean, I'm a general. I've got an army now, so. Yeah, it reminds me of that joke. You know, it's quite. That common there's a lot of variants of you know there's an army marching and someone yells from behind a hill they send a soldier over nothing two soldiers yeah. nothing a thousand and they come back and say there's two of them not one um basically that <laughs> yeah exactly and there's like, definitely there's no thing. revenge plots from the um well from the uh, shatter songs not from the shatter songs <gasps> we would no. never. <laughs> anyway like that caps out my uh non-combat role play yeah. Yeah. It was it was good shit. It was a good time. We had a wonderful time. Right, quick, combat. Quick? Oh, okay. All right then. So Well, it doesn't have to be quick. Combat. Oh, let's start Saturday. There was no combat on Friday. Nope. Just <laughs> Daddy Travid getting angry. <laughs> that was yeah. that was more scarring than anything I saw in Saren Grave. Oh, he like he hit the songs and storytime circle fire pit with his book. And it's a big yeah. dong. And it's like, shut up, all of you. And oh, like Travid never play never raises his voice. And no, the circle. I've never seen Martin OD raise his oh, voice yeah, like yeah. that. It was I it didn't was, was capable. It was amazing. It was yeah. just it was beautiful. It was mint. But yeah. All right, Saturday. We we fought on Saturday. We did indeed. Um yeah. How was your oh your you had a pretty good time. <laughs> so my combat involves the number 47, a didgeridoo, <laughs> and, oh, yeah. uh, and a variety of, of really nice things said to me. And, and I'll go through those in order. So uh, 47, uh, so, ba- um, oh, crikey, I need to say ban. Lindir, um, at his first summit in his first mm-hmm. major battle, uh, killed 46 druge of his longbow. Really cool. Amazing. Yeah. Just... It was really Cool. Firing shots off. I mean, by killing, I mean getting them killed. So downing them and watching them get ripped apart by Imperials. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a couple himself, actually. This event, I got to 47. That is thanks to <laughs> the Lances of Dawn. Because um, I've been on 46 as we sort of, you know, we went, basically the battle was onto the main field and then into the woods and back out again. Got to do some really cool skirmishing. Uh, flanking, shooting, black ops kind of stuff behind enemy lines. Um, 
You'll have to talk to the others, Matty, because there was one cool moment. I snuck up behind an orc who was heckling Blackscar with a knife no, in my hand. No, I have heard about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, basically, I um, oh, just, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger commando killed him and uh, slunk off into the woods. So that was that was pretty rad. Um, Incredible. The the big thing was though when we came back out of the woods and the battle was kind of winding down, a couple of orc archers were um, essentially skirmishing the Dornish line and they were holding their ground. So I kind of run out from the Navari part of it and uh, try and engage him. So he fires at me and I literally just squat, sort of bounce underneath the arrow and rise up again, fire and hit him in the side of the knee between his metal shin guards and metal skirt. And then no. he drops, and the Dornish run out like a pack of piranhas, panel beat this guy <laughs> to the floor. And then I'm, I'm running over screaming, he's mine, he's mine, I need one more to beat my record, I need one more to beat my record. And the Dornish are in their, you know, piranha state. But one of their generals, yeah. I think, gets them all back in line, and I get up, and the orc is just giggling. <laughs> he's, he's, he's having a great time. And I get my knife out and just, you know, execute him off, and I'm like, thanks, buddy, you were the best. <laughs> and... Um, and I was oh, like cheering. Do it, isn't it? That kind of role play. So yeah. Good. And this was in front of about 200 people. And there was just rounds <laughs> of cheering and everything. It was, it was fucking awesome. And, yeah. uh, and I got back to our lines. One of the, um, one of the, I think they were a newer member of Navarre. And I didn't get their name. And I don't know which striding they're in. But they came up to me and went, you are a genuine inspiration on the battlefield. <laughs> and I was like, oh, bro, that's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. Bashful. Yeah. And that's, I had a few other comments similar, like, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's him. We'll be okay. Was one thing I overheard when um, yeah. I turned up in the forest and that kind of stuff. Um, li like, Lindy as a combat character is fucking awesome. And I love every second. Yeah. Final yeah. part, didgeridoo. Um, after this encounter with number 47, um, there are some other archers hiding behind some trees and the didgeridoo player in Navarre, whoever you are, what an absolute unit. Um, <laughs> it, this player starts to like squat walk, like crouch walk, whilst playing a didgeridoo in front of the Navari lines, just taunting the druge. So I kind of go next to him and copy the squat walk and we just walk around, hunting them down at turtle speed, firing off a few <laughs> shots and stuff. And it's hilar absolutely hilarious. And it's like the best, it was just the best time. And at, um, at the end, we held up a Druge physic, who was one of their captured slaves, and sort of held him at bow yeah. point and went, give us your herbs, we'll let you live. So he hands the stack over, and I'm like, cool, thanks. <laughs> Didn't expect that to work. Uh, so I get this you know, this wadge of herbs, give half nice. the didgeridoo geezer, and then um, off I trot. Very fun, very fun battle. Yeah, and the other brief highlight is that um, I got to fight a spring horror who was a oh yeah a, so uh, a gigantic lobster crab it wasn't mr pinchy but it was uh -huh. uh, the big beetle and 10 navar oh, got on the skirmish yeah yeah 10 navar got on that skirmish like cap, but more it's like a mega cap yeah was it bigger much bigger like 8 foot oh wow maybe 7 foot but it was big you know 6 foot wide big claws <laughs> and uh I felt sorry for it because essentially this monster had infected a um a bunch of uh druge. So when we yeah. came through the gate, which was fucking awesome because um Anwin I mentioned earlier, obviously mm -hmm. um Thornfang helped uh, me try to get Anwin. my help me to get my memories back. 
mm-hmm. and um, ultimately failed, but we became friends. So uh, there's a skirmish that the Thang were invited to to lead, and I got on that with uh, with her as well. So mm-hmm. as we run out the gate, there's me, Anwin, and our new player, Stee, and we're all like fully armoured up, and we're running three abreast, and there's some awesome photos of it, and it looks sick. And I just remember running out and jogging into the woods with like, yeah, you know, this is a real D&D squad right here, us three. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. We're going to be heroes. And it felt sick, like absolutely sick. Um, a lot of fun. Fight the infected druge who are kind of like, all they do is scream and it's actually quite scary. It's a tough fight. And then... Screaming on the battlefield is absolutely overpowered as a, yeah. a scare tactic. It's yeah. incredible how just that simple act of just sh- screaming or shouting genuinely puts the intimidation into anyone. It doesn't matter who you are. You will probably take an instinctive like step back. It's yeah, incredible. That, that, I've got that in my notes actually from Monstering. I'll talk about that mm-hmm. later. But um, yeah, um, <laughs> Lobster, oh sorry, Mega Cap uh, <laughs> spends about five minutes getting panel beaten by about 50 Imperial heroes in a big circle. And the poor thing doesn't stand a chance, and then it dies. And then um, I managed to—I pretended to scrape some of its um, crap, like claw meat, into my canteen. <laughs> so, I, so Linda now has some like spring realm crab meat uh, on no him. And it's, it's tasty. It's quite good actually. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. You'll make it a delicacy. Yeah, and there's a couple of other skirmishes I got on. There was one hostage rescue which you got on, and I'm going to let you talk about it. Is it because this is my? my moment of not so glory it was glory i will no it was great (laughs) yeah yeah Um, don't use that (laughs) word (laughs) it wasn't glorious it was very smart and and strategic um yeah i i spent quite a lot of well i'll go back to saturday quickly in the morning because as with uh e2 i got to um do some high field command again which is incredible there's nothing like it it's really really awesome um and I actually had a moment right at the very beginning of going through the gate where I got really panicky just for about like 15 seconds. But I had um, Helak, uh, Kit, who was going to be on my flank, who was, you know, asking what to do and whatnot. And I just walked up to him really quickly. and I was like, I just need like, can you just keep control of this for like the next 30 seconds while I get myself sorted? Um, and that was it. I just got really into it after that point. But it was just so it's it's so nice to know that there are people around who are super willing to just, you know, let that be a thing and have that moment not mean, OK, well, you've just lost command of the whole battle kind of thing. So that was really, really nice. Um, the actual field command is always it's better and better. The more I do it, I feel more and more confident. Um I do think that it's interesting, like m- the more I look at it, how different skill sets work to teach you how to be a good field commander in LARP because I don't think it's the same skill set as being a just a normal like commander of any kind of military in any kind of military capacity in the real world um it's just not the same yeah um and it's I'm finding it I find that really encouraging because it means that I don't feel so behind when it comes to some of the people that I know there are people in command who are in the real world in military command roles so it's nice to feel like, oh, yeah, you know, you might know your stuff in the real world, but it doesn't necessarily mean you'll be any better than I am when yeah. it comes to, you know, uh, wrangling all these cats, basically. 
And you do like so your cats. You've got two lovely ones. I do. I do. I have <laughs> lovely cats. I, I, they're wonderful. They're outside somewhere now, unfortunately. But yeah, love them to pieces. One of one of whom is definitely a Dornish cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Monica, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It does mean the one thing that I do miss is I miss fighting with you guys. Uh, well, not you anymore, but the the Black Star. <laughs> Did you ever miss um, me? Because I was... <laughs> I cried for you. Shut up. <laughs> you can't use any. I, I that's my trump card all the time now. I cried for you. <laughs> I cried for Bam. Um, but no, it is a shame because I was just starting to feel like after Walk Longest Path and everything, I was really getting to grips with combat. Um, yeah. And with becoming general and also joining Field Command, and as I'll mention in a minute, um, joining the voluntary battle ref team, uh, it does mean that my actual combat opportunities have basically scraped down to just the main combat um in the end that wasn't what ended up happening um but yeah it does mean you kind of sit down at the at, at behind the lines a little bit and you know get to instruct other people where to go so to speak but it was really good fun it's nice to see it work um it's nice to make decisions that actually make a difference um shout out to everybody at team gate uh, we punched through the gate um, in the end, and then I made the executive decision to hold it because primarily as both a player and a character, I've been through gates uh, as a player. I've been through that gate uh, many a time. We've gone all the way through. We have not left anyone at the gate because it's not a fun job. Uh, and then uh, we've had to fight our way all the way back out again. And it just makes things very, very long and tiring. And mm. so being the strategist that I am, I thought, well, why don't we just hold the gate? Especially because there were still skirmishing orcs out there. So I had a small force of Navarre who stuck with me. Um, massive shout out to all of you. It is, a, it wasn't as much fun as perhaps going in into the dicey, you know, almost death situation in the forest. Um, but mm. did fantastically. Did some fun stuff. Uh, there was the Navarre yo-yo that we uh, created, which was fantastic. Uh, so essentially, you just run out, hit for a few minutes uh just make a maximum of two or three hits on as many ox as you can and then run straight back in again and you keep that gate and uh we picked off their ar their archer by just getting them to shoot us a lot and miss which was fantastic tried to get rid of their healers so that they wouldn't be able to heal up and we held that gate at one point we thought we were going to get pincered by the massive amount of uh of of orc reinforcements that hit you guys in the back in the forest um yeah which, oh that got um, dicey it, it got dicey for you but from my perspective stood at that gate we watched this huge unit of orcs run across the pathway and into the forests um around where you were and they vanished into that forest yeah we saw a few of them and then we start seeing imperials coming out of the trees and only imperials it was um it was like it, it, there was something about it that was so cinematic where just the trees just starting becoming like red and blue and gold and purple and all these colors and clank and it was just like the drush had just gone in there to die from our perspective now obviously it was much dicier in the forest but it just looked amazing that we were like oh my god like that's the, this this whole big you know the drush got gone and hit them in the back but at least, you know, we were just very pleased that they hadn't turned around and come straight to us because there was probably about 80 to 90 Druge that hit you guys in the back. And there were maybe 15 of us at the gate. <laughs> we would have been dead 
immediately. We couldn't have gone over to the high guard um, either because there was another unit of Druge on the other um, on the other side. Mm. It was Druge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Druge. Yeah, it was Druge. God, if it was a fun battle, it's always Druge. <laughs> or you Garrett. Um, oh, I mean that's when he has them, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that was, it was a really beautiful moment. And the first sweep, I've got to say, one of my all-time favourite memories is that first sweep. We were on, Navarre ended up on the left flank going up through the copse, through the woods, up towards the gate. Everyone knows what it was, uh, OC, that was on the, the forest bit on the left. And everyone was sort of thinking, what are we going to do? Where are we going? We're going up. And I can't even remember how it started, but the momentum that picked up there weren't enough orcs to stop us, but they could have stopped us. And they, I believe a very similar force stopped the Imperials on Sunday. But for <laughs> us, they just... They it melted. just rolled. It yeah. was amazing. All of Navarre just legged it. And everyone was moving fast. You know, no one was hesitating. The impetus, the shouting, everyone was just raring to go and just swept up this forest, the whole of Navarre in these groups. It was amazing. And, you know... Shout out to them as well. Dawn were coming up the uh, outside as well at the same time, which is why we kept going as fast as we did. Because originally we were going to stop halfway and then we could see Dawn. So I just said, just keep going, go all the way, get out of the trees at the top. And Navarre did. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. It was just so good. It just rolled straight over them. It's what we talk about when we talk about combat tactics is going through the enemy, not yeah. just stopping at the enemy. You know, it's one of the things that gets talked about a lot when we talk about tactics, when it comes to LARP roleplay and also just general military, whatever, if you're talking about that. And it's hard to do because as a person, a human person facing another human person, whether they're in an orc mask or not, your instinct is to stop and fight them. You don't want your character to die and you don't want to physically just barge through them, you know? But it, it just... It makes so much difference. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was absolutely amazing. More of that. More of that. That was amazing. Um, so that was uh, Saturday morning. And then, yeah, I hung around the skirmish gate quite a lot in the afternoon, thinking to myself that I wouldn't go on any skirmishes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't going to. And then sure, literally at the sure. moment that this one skirmish had to go through, we found out that it was for 25 people, not 15, as previously thought. Um, and no one nearby wanted to go on it. We managed to get a few people, but there was still like one more space. Um, I was there. In fact, there wasn't. There was one more person uh, who joined. Um, and I was thinking, you know, oh, should I join it? No. Should I? No. I don't have any armor on. I've only got my leg grooves on. I don't even have a weapon. Oh, I was like, ah, no. If someone had a spear. And then someone nearby, um, I don't know their character name, um, but I believe Highguard who has long red hair um, and does a lot of the skirmish reporting up at the skirmish gate. Oh, is that long hair, Muck? Give me your spear now. <laughs> it is now in your, your naming conventions of people. Mm. Um, but she, I believe it's she, uh, sorry if not, um, was like, oh yeah, I've got a spear in my tent right here. And I was like, oh no, don't say that. <laughs> oh no, here we go. Now how am I going to say no? And um Greg, who plays Gwillem, was in the thing going, well, I've only got two hit points. If you've got more hit points than me, you're probably better off going. And I went, oh, I do. I do have more hit points than you do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is a terrible yet fantastic idea. It was only a short skirmish. You know, I knew everybody on it. A lot of very competent people were on it, um, both healers and fighters. 
you know, I was not in the remotest bit worried that I wouldn't come back. Um, in the end, the skirmish itself had some uh, dicey moments uh, because we got strung out quite a lot, uh, but we did as much as we could. I didn't even go down with the hits that I took. I didn't take enough hits to go down because I still had, had potions and things. Um, other people went down, such as Quinn, and I got the delight of being the one to pick Quinn up for once, since uh, he spent probably the majority of uh, E2 battles, at least, uh, healing me constantly. Uh, so that was fun. But yeah, it was it was good fun to do it. It was a bit of a shenanigan. I got to do some combat, which was really nice. Um, and yeah, like I said, I was never in any danger. And it was also a bit fun for the roleplay, for everyone to go, what are you doing? And just run around in my essentially just my summer clothes with a big spear. Mm. Nice, good fun times. Yeah. When we were queuing up for that particular skirmish, I remember seeing you sort of hustling around. I was like, "Come on, you can do it, I believe." And it was when you came on, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, I've got me." I but... ran up right at the back, and I ran straight to the front of the queue as you went through the gate. Uh -huh. and I can't remember who was next to me. Just went, "What are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been Lossy, but it was very, very funny. Yeah, worth I... it. Hashtag worth it. I think I got, um, at the end, I think Willen actually came up to me and said, uh, Chris, you know, my favourite comment of the weekend uh, was, I'm going to say it, but uh, it happened in this queue. It's when Jockle, um, Tent Ripper, we mentioned earlier, turned around to, <laughs> turned around to me and went, Linda, you haven't got any armour on. What are you doing on this? And uh, I looked at my longbow and I went, well, I've got 30 pounds of fuck you. <laughs> I just, I just, it just how quickly it happened as well, because it's a 30 pound longbow and like well, within just... you didn't you manage to get a great comeback on um justin on Hack plays... oh yeah we we're we're heckling we're each other yeah we were heckling each other in the black dawn's election and he went blah 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 and he went oh double the volume but half the wisdom and he, he looked me dead in the eye and went <laughs> fuck you and then later he came up to me and was like i need to buy you a drink because earlier you just got me and i had nothing good to retort with and it was again a lovely a lovely lindir moment many of them but yeah that was that was pretty good he's got some wit to him yeah yeah more wit less fight i'd say like with bad everything was like gonna turn into a fight everyone kind of likes lindir so when he says something like sharp you're like oh fine it's a good one <laughs> like okay fair play you can have that one also it was brilliant you know yeah yeah and i've always sunday. enjoyed justin's interactions but yeah sunday yeah, oh, ref, tell me more it's great oh i actually i did do there was quite a lot of shouting that i ended up doing with hacken because he was one of the people shouting about hottest mire a lot yeah um <laughs> not a happy bunny he, I, I hope he knows there's no hard feelings there's never hard feelings it's all good good banter good role play i know he knows what he's doing so it's nice to it's nice when you get to a point where you trust the players that you're playing with like that you know what they're doing and what that they know why they're doing it you know it's not just people doing things to be you know difficult or make something that they really want that you're not going to enjoy like it's people that really you can trust your game with if yeah. that makes sense and there are a lot of good people like that that I know in the VAR and, and also beyond. But yeah. All right. Next one, shall we? Monstering, a.k.a. cherry picking, a.k.a. maneuvers. Yes. So I guess I was thinking that being a ref would come into combat, but I suppose it is monstering for you, isn't it? It is. It was the Sunday battle specifically. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
All right. It I'm, was, uh, I want to hear about the tabard. Tell me more. You want to hear about the tabard? It's great. It fits really well. <laughs> um, it didn't actually. It was quite big, but <laughs> it was re- It was good. It was really, really cool. Um, I had no idea really what to expect, apart from the fact that I've done quite a lot of combat at LARP now. So, I mean, I've seen the refs walking around a lot, which does help. Um, so I'll, I'll just preface this to say I was asked to join at the end of E2. Um, I'm not the authority on how to join in specifically. Uh, I believe, I'm not sure if it's invite only, if they like ask people that they know they trust, for example, or if it's more of a, if you're interested, you can ask. Um, But you could probably go to God or ask any actual uh, ref about that if it was something that you were interested in, you wanted to know more, um, because I don't know, I'm afraid. But yeah, I was asked um, at E2 if I wanted to try it this time round. Um, and I did want to try it this time round. And I had a bloody good time. It wasn't fun in the way that monstering is fun. Um, and monstering as Yagara specifically is really fun. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I monstered as Yagara E2. Amazing. Best monstering I've ever done. I, I, I had such a good time. Um, but yeah, it was really satisfying. Like, I really felt like I'd done a lot. I didn't feel like there were moments of just being bored. It was constant activity, which when you're a monster, you can get a lot of moments of being really, you know, bored and not doing anything. Um, And sometimes it can feel quite slow. Um, Other times it's really intense and tiring and you want to just have a break. And I found like the battle ref for me really suited this kind of like thought heavy, but I didn't have to get too physically heavy. Uh-huh. That being said, I was supposed to join what we call the crush team. So to take care of... Um, <laughs> Wintermark. Like, Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the other groups that might happen to form Donuts of Death. Um, though, yes, as, as we know stereotypically, that is Wintermark. Um, but I immediately... I think it probably... I think it was a mix um, this time around. But it, it was all of them, was... but it started with Wintermark. Yeah. Like, but uh, yeah, apologies. I'm interrupting. The, the, but the I'm happens to be that they uh, they they like to do that a lot. Um, they've got the shields for it. It's the thing. They've got the shields for it. But yes, so I joined that. I immediately got distracted because there was uh, a whole section, a flank that sort of opened up with players that there weren't really very many refs. So I just hovered around there um, and kept an eye on it. Um, I had some players come up to me that needed you know to sit down or to find something out um, but mostly i was just watching for like rules so i know the rules fairly well we also had like a good briefing at the beginning um and when i say i know the rules fairly well i mean i know the rules so <laughs> hence why i was asked um but yeah it was all good it was really really interesting and one of the things that kept coming up that uh, the other people were saying was it's a really good thing to do if you're going into field command um, as a player, because it's re- it's a really good chance to look at tactics and see what works and doesn't work from a very overhead mm. perspective. Um, and it was really interesting to see what the choices were that were made, um, because when you're a monster, you can't see everything, but you also, I mean, you can't when you're a battle ref necessarily, but you get a really different perspective on it as a ref. So yeah, that was fascinating. So much fun, and I'm super down for it next time. Um, yeah, I'll be back to do that. Nice. 
Yeah. Is is there any secret cult initiation that you have to do? Like, you have to recite. I couldn't possibly tell you. Oh, oh, that means there is. I couldn't (laughs) possibly tell you that. Um, What I can tell you, though, is that um, the hot tip I was given was to bring sunglasses and or a hat. um, And it was a great idea. Like, it it really helped to have my hat on the whole time. Mm. That's it. That's all I got. Nice. That's all you were allowed to know. <laughs> yeah, you've got more, but us uh, <laughs> us infantry only get told what we need to know. No info for you. <laughs> yeah, so how was Yugara? Because I love them dearly. Oh my god. Like, I think this is my... So I think I might have said earlier, but it's worth saying again. This was my favourite LARP event ever. And... Oh my god. You didn't say that. No. Oh, I said it in my head again. Ah, oh, damn it. Um, Just... <laughs> Oh, I enjoyed Linda so much, but the cherry on top was Yagara monstering. So I know there's no march of bullshit, and there wasn't really. But what made <laughs> this really nice is that uh, not being in an orc mask. Like I've got my own; I don't mind it, but obviously I prefer to fight yeah, about. You know We've got the Yagara almost like largely because of the um, having the orc mask thing, but they're actually really fun to play. So like that's that's been a really kind of a weird positive to come out of the whole you know covid situation yeah and i i've started i like i like the marches a lot and i've read their background Mm -hmm. law and i use bits of that for the yara then mixed it in with what i understand from the the jotun bullet points that we get and kind of blended Mm -hmm. it together into basically this uh oh what's the not a mobster uh, someone who whips up a mob um rabble rouser that's it and uh my name was <laughs> my name was unofficially short john silver because i'd uh <laughs> i'd lost my boat to the imperials and um right. i i was just going oh, yeah, around in these were the sambrian jotun yagara which yeah they're like closer towards the bay of katazai if i remember my geography yes yeah, so they're going to be imperials from the region rather than imperials specifically yagara this this i did not know which might be interesting to you is that Yagara are not always exclusively marchers. Oh, okay. They are simply the human warriors who were thralls and have decided to fight with the Jotun. And that's yes. who, what they come from is whichever region the Jotun are in, and the Jotun are in several regions. So, so there yeah, are some the... more wintermarky ones, there are some more... I mean, Navarre is less likely, but... Plausible in Western yeah. the Aphidim. But, um... It's plausible in terms of geography. It's less plausible in terms of how the Jotun and the Navarre um, interact. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, so that's Yara. But the like the ongoing campaign in, in the background at the moment, there's got I can't remember. Is it the Fishers, who are Sandfishers? Uh, no, Wait. I think there's a there's oh, an Matilda old Fisher, Matilda Fisher, yeah, and so her household. Not there, you're thinking of um, the Sarkum. Uh, Stephen Sarkum is the one down in. Um... In the Brass Coast, I believe. Gotcha. But either way, like I think the highlighted Yagara have mainly been marchers recently, so that's why yeah. Yagara and Marcher Marchery Yagara have kind of become synonymous. But anyway, the um the point was like I got to go on a battlefield and I just wore clothing. No armor, I had a bandana on, a um a white tunic, brown trousers and a spear. And I was in a really giggly funny mood and Oh, Wait, did I tell you? I saw you guys at the beginning of the battle. Oh, really? There was a little group of you. On the front and line. It was all oh, yeah, yeah. Black stuff. Yeah. 
and I was just standing, like, lining up, watching people come in um, onto the field. And I look to my right, and there's a group of Yagara um, starting to step forward because there's a scout. And I think you guys were clearly trying to go and taunt the scout because the scout was taunting you. <laughs> and I looked and I went, oh, my gosh, that's Chris. <laughs> and then I looked at the rest of you and was like, yeah, that's, that's Black Scar. There they are, right at the front, about to start some shenanigans. Fair enough. But yeah, sorry, carry on. I just remember that really, really vividly. You were correct. Uh, that scout came up and we were like, come on, come closer then. Oh, yeah, yeah, you could do it. I think Loffy tries to rush him at one point and we, we get pulled back into the line. Because well, yeah. we, we realised how dead we were because all of us were like, we had very light armour on and yeah. we, we're basically just militia. You, and... you expect to get pulled a lot as Yagara. Yeah. I think um... I... We became a death time. cult almost, and um, it actually worked because uh, we didn't. Wait, it didn't work. It just we killed our way out of every scenario. So we were in the front line as Wintermark yeah. clattered into us. But for some for some reason, I cannot fathom. They they split, so they didn't actually charge our section of the line. They split into two yeah, little columns. Yeah. So we're like, I was like, all right, lads, uh, let's uh exploit the gap. And uh, uh, charge in, <laughs> and you know, you know, also this this raggedy ass band of militia, uh, you know, mainly the black scar lot, go go hurtling in, and we rip them a new one. We absolutely rip them a new one, and uh, of course, you know, we we get some hits in, we get pushed back over the course of the battle. And there's yeah. lots of lines, lots of crushes from the you know from Wintermark as usual, and uh, the the highlight comes when there's a few highlights. The first is when. At the start of the battle, or maybe about five, ten minutes in, they start to gain a bit of ground, and Keelan gets his leg, uh, sorry, Jockle gets his leg, um, leg cleaved, and he's trying to, he's crawling away, screaming from them, and so me and me and Ben are like, oh no, what have you done to him? What have you done to the, you know, yelling at the Imperials, and he's, it's yeah. just his body's crawling away from the line, screaming for help. We can't get close because there's archers, and we're like, we're holding bandages. We're like, oh, how do we fix him? And, he, and they, they start taking pot shots at him and they hit him in the chest like well, oh, on his back no. and he's just on the floor screaming and rolling <laughs> it, it was some <laughs> awesome role play so like we we uh find someone with a shield to run out with us and then we try to fix yeah. him and the guy with the shield is like how long do, how much longer have you got to go and we go oh we don't have the physics skill we just <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what we're doing <laughs> we're just we're just here yeah we're just here <laughs> trying to bandage him up and he's like ah screaming away and um it's like uh if anyone's ever seen the, the beginning scene of saving private ryan you know it's a very graphic scene but there's one where the medic is trying to patch up a guy and sort of staunches to bleeding and the casualty mm -hmm. is shot again and the medic you know obviously very annoyed uh just put you know throws his bandages in the air and slams it in, in, in irritation and um <laughs> it, it felt very much like that because we got to 30 seconds realized well we knew anyway but Suddenly, IC realised, oh, we can't stop it. Damn it, we're going to have to leave him. And uh, But luckily, we actually another unit came and supported us, so Jockel survived the entire battle. Um, wow, well done. Yeah. Second highlight <laughs> is shoelaces. Um, I'd heard a story from one of, let's say, um, one of Ban Shattersong's former uh, gang contacts that uh, his <laughs> nickname was now Laces. Um, oh, by the way, Linda did get roped into a couple of what were OC robberies but i see i had no idea um over the weekend more on that another time but <laughs> but um he was called he's called shoelaces now why is that 
because one of the druge on Saturday said, "Oi, mate, your laces are untied." He looked down; his laces were not untied, <laughs> and the druge just you know, laughed at him. So we did the same to Wintermark. We went, "Oi, red cloak, yeah, you, your laces are untied." He looks down; they're not untied. He realizes he's been bamboozled. <laughs> he just, you know, when you roll your eyes and you shrug your arms, and his mates next to him are like, "Damn, they got you good." And of course, as Yagara, <laughs> this is when the march of bullshit kicks in. We basically start to have a party. <laughs> we go like, "Ah, yeah, we got you." We link arms and start to swing round and stuff like that, chanting, like you know, uh... you know, hand gestures and everything. It was really fun. And then final point, um, I've got it as "Ura, Ura" chanting. And uh, as the rabble rouser I was trying to be, uh, both times when we crushed Wintermark and the refs, and you know, your team had to step in, is when yeah. we started chatting, or ho, ho, variants oh, of those yeah. guttural noises. And we started that up. It was me and uh, me and Keelan. And yeah. we got a whole line chanting it. And then we, you know, we'd make a couple wild lunges at the Wintermark. And because you've got yeah. 50 Yagara chanting at you, of course you step yeah. backwards. And we gained about yeah. 20 meters of ground in total across three separate occasions. Wow. And considering we are, you know, light infantry armed with pointy sticks and pajamas um, against yep. heavily armored heroes of the mark. Perfection. It was hilarious. Intimidation is OP. Intimidation yes. is the key, Bob. Intimidation is key. Yeah. But it is, it is. It makes so much difference. Like, it's one of the biggest things that I've learned. It's just... You know, when a line runs towards you and you just stop there and just shout back in their faces and push into a uh, an advance, it it makes so much difference. Mm. I think at E two, I think I held that our lines just by standing there yeah. because it meant that other people wouldn't step back. Yeah, or and kneeling. it makes so much difference. Yeah, it, it just just by but just by being there and being someone to plant against. You know, when you see. When you have someone who's not moving, um, and to have you have to have the authority to you know not lose everybody behind you. Um, otherwise, they'll just leave you there. Which fair play, <laughs> but it does make so much difference. Like, it's amazing just to be like, just stay where you are, stay where you are, and oh my god, suddenly they just can't get a grip because they don't want to run into you any more than you want to run into them, really, unless yeah. they have the moment. Yeah, hold your then, ground. Often yelled, hold... but rarely applied. Yeah, exactly. Which is why at E2, when I was first battle commanding, I was out on the front line so much. Sorry, not sorry, to everybody who had to heal me so much. No, it's fine. Um, you lead by example. <laughs> Keep doing it. <laughs> it works, you know? Yeah, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. Because it's hard to, just from a human standpoint, it is hard to just stand there and not step back. Especially when... One person starts to step back, then everyone goes. Yeah, you know. So if you've got one person who, if you if you're ever in a line, if you're ever in a crush line, and you've got a force advancing in front of you, you got maybe five or six people. You think, why well, we could hold that? They start stepping back. All you got to do, plant your feet, plant your feet, and charge forwards if you can. The door yeah, counter charge. Yeah, clatter into them because you're gonna die yeah. if you're getting pressed into a kessel. You're going to die. Yeah. Um, I, I think as an OC salty point, Very I feel like yeah. when the refs step in and stop Wintermark getting crushed and then resume play, it's my gamey opinion that half of them should be on zero hits to represent a, you know, a, a totally being kesseled and stabbed to death. And then, you know, for whatever reason, being able to 
make some space again. Um, the fact that you can get away with fundamentally losing and then get away scot-free is, I think, a little bit hard to swallow. But then again, mm-hmm. you know, the game is about the players. But yeah, overall, Yagara, um, 15, 15.8 out of 10 for wow. Monstering. Loved it. Ooh. It was so. I think there's going to be a great photo of me. And as the yeah. oh, uh, spoiler, the Empire lost this battle, they actually surrendered. And as they slunk off yeah. the field, me and a couple of a random Yagara just like screaming and shaking our fists and like, go home to your shitty houses. And um, <laughs> uh, there's a photographer just going click, 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 click in front of us. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a really cool image because I'm yelling loudly. <laughs> Can't wait. And there's going to be uh, images you can hear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, good one, good one. I know, I know that I heard quite a lot afterwards that there were people being like, "Yeah, yeah, we won, woo!" from the monster side, and then suddenly going, "Oh gosh, what have we done? <laughs> you know, what have we done to the Imperials?" Um, because you do get swept up in that, like you want to win as a monster, and then suddenly you realise that, oh shit, I've actually fucked us by being too good. Um, but you know it's got to be that way otherwise if if there was an automatic win every time it would be boring wouldn't it yeah it would be it it, it would so, yeah. yeah good thing yeah, we're good thing would... the agara are here to challenge the status <laughs> to quo. fuck up your day <laughs> <laughs> here to ruin your chance to do shit yeah <laughs> oh man yeah good times Right, what's what's the next one? So we've got just OC. Yeah, we've got looking after ourselves OC slash overall OC. So do you want to ball them together yeah, for the final five minutes? Yeah, I'll just uh, in in terms of like my OC experience of the weekend. Um, very good. I enjoyed the food this time. Um, I had so many tuna toasties, tuna melt toasties. Oh. I am obsessed with them. I'm still dreaming of them now. Like Where I from? wish that they existed here. Uh, from the Jabberwocky in the um by god oh yes did we get those at e2 yes we did oh those are those are lush yep i think like they aren't cheap compared to some of the other option food options but considering how little i managed to eat anyway and how good they are and it's worth it it's it's a it's very much within my budget and it is 100 worth the expense of paying for food and going all the way up to god so good so good i had like three or four of them I think I have multiple ones a day sometimes. They were just delicious. Um, but yeah, that is one of my slightly lowers. I wasn't very good at like making sure I got fed. Um, it's an ongoing struggle because I don't know about you. I feel like I kind of lose my appetite a bit when I'm at LARP. I just, it's not that I'm forgetting to eat specifically. It's more that I just don't feel the hunger in the same way. But then mm. I start snacking on little bits, which is good because it keeps my energy up. And then I'm not hungry for a big meal, so I don't eat a big meal. So then I have to keep snacking. And it kind of loops round and round a bit. So now knowing that I'm also going to be in military council tent a lot, like it was good because there were de- there were people that very kindly grabbed some food for me if, they, if I needed it, um, brought me water and things. Uh, that's another thing. I really need a better uh, icy water bottle to carry around. Uh, so I'd say my my OC experience in terms of like the weekend, um, getting up on time, sleep was good. I didn't really drink anything, which it's usually the right choice for me um, based on how I'm going to be the next morning. I felt pretty good. The heat was good. I can't really think of anything else. But yeah, food, food and stuff, I still need to figure out the right way to do it. Mm. 
So I'd give it a solid like six or seven for the okay. weekend in general. Yeah. Oh, Fair. big shout out to having the new portaloos. Oh, um, they're lovely, it, aren't they? It makes such a difference yeah. to not have to walk so far away. Like it was amazing. Fantastic news to have them there. And most of us didn't even notice them straight away. It was really weird. They did they're appear. bright blue. Like, what? But they're bright blue, and yeah. yet somehow I walked past them several times before cocking that they were there. Which, great, fantastic, super happy about that. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Oh, a uh, shout out to the Prosperity Pricing, um, aka, sorry, I very rarely have any money on me because I'm very broke. Um, the squash on the road on the field camping of Navarre. Because I walk past there all the time with a tankard and I still squash. And it is so good. It, it's so nice to just have it on the walk up and down. <laughs> Thank you. It took me a second there to realise squash to juice, as in squash is in the uh, the vegetable. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have just, squash that just you can ate, drink, you Just know? ate a whole fucking squash <laughs> like an animal. <laughs> I just got a butternut squash. Why? I don't know. Someone was selling it. But yeah. Oh, and we have uh, we have marcher food to look forward to next oh, time. Oh, we do. Oh, did you go to the marcher festival? I didn't. No, I didn't get oh, to it. I won't talk about so it then. You'll mean. get jealous and upset. I will. Uh, I remember the first time I went um, in my very first year of going. It was amazing. It was so much fun. And then I haven't managed to go since then. So I'm sad. But yeah, I hope you had a wonderful time. <laughs> What's yeah, your... so my yeah, my general oh, and, OC. And, yeah. Oh, yeah, go on. Conflict. I was just gonna say conflict and like the OC experience of the elections and stuff. Very up and down, but generally more up than down. So yeah. Fantastic. That's it. Cool. So my weekend peasant. <laughs> generally like OC. Honestly, the whole thing was made by the March of Festival. Like it was fucking awesome. There was hammer games, sponge throw um oh. loads of pie sorry I'm, I'm bullying you but uh yeah it was <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome um overall oc so i have my favorite event ever because almost mm -hmm. every single second of it was spent um ic very little oc bleed uh, i'll say oc bleed sorry Ooh, oc yeah. slash bleedy stuff coming through i felt like linda yeah. um i made some friends like the the thorn thang eh, the thorn fang bunch are great I went up the next weekend. Um, they had a little like player event for themselves, and I uh, got invited to it, which was really cool. And it was super yeah. awesome to hang out with them. And I would never have done that if I hadn't been cursed. So shout out! To, uh, I thank you for my invitation as well. I'm sorry I couldn't come. Yeah, it was it was absolutely awesome, and uh, it sounded great. Loads, yeah, loads of rat conversations. So. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you and rats? I Hon swear. Honestly, rats are great, but we'll leave that for another episode. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you a rat one day. Oh my god! If I had a pet rat, I'd actually be, I'd give it a little cape, and it'd be so cute, and I'd love it. <laughs> the cape come from? That was so prepared. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm a professional rat man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, it's it's pretty hard to know. Oh. the big highlight uh so first of all overall oc uh, 10 out of 10 had a um i'd say 8 out of 10 because pack down was difficult i tried to get away um, early yeah. to go to america and because i had so much so much of my kit was across so many people getting it all back uh, people didn't stay to help too much as well which is you know a yeah. shame but whatever um yeah that was a lot of strain for me and i was very stressed but you know that's the final five minutes of the weekend not the whole thing mm -hmm. um and also the french army ration pack um 
I I am um, so dear listeners I enjoy eating icy as much as possible but I often bring backup snacks uh, just to have breakfast so I've got you know the right amount of calories and energy for the day um, instead of just living off one sugar high from cake now I got a I went to a military surplus store um, I talked about it in my bringing your friends to anvil episode um, thoroughly recommend you go and get kit from there but you can also get ration packs and one 24-hour ration pack will do you fine for those moments you get back to camp pardon one pack for a whole weekend yeah because you supplement it with you know your moorish meals the out of character traders Mm. um you know pies and stuff you get icy but to cover your breakfasts and just an occasional little lunch when you're exhausted after battle was really good because it's rat pack stuff super compact you just eat it you've got enough energy to go and it's quick and easy. And instead of having to queue for Moorish, basically, it replaced Moorish for me for the weekend. I didn't go to Moorish once, oh, which nice. is very unusual. Um, yeah, because I like which... Moorish. I like, I like Moorish. eating in there. But, yeah. Yeah. but it takes a while. It's an hour out of your weekend and uh, lap time is precious. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I mean, you probably talked about it on your other episodes. Spoiler alert, I haven't seen it. Sorry. I'd rather listen to it. Uh, did do you specify what's in it? Because I don't really know anything about this. I just remember you talking about some weird French stuff and like opening a packet that was very, very odd looking. <laughs> uh, no, it, I, I didn't go into the details of it, but basically any uh, ration pack or rat pack, um, had, you know, rats are coming up again, of course. Um, doesn't matter <laughs> what nation it's from. I got a French one because it was interesting. And having had, mm-hmm. having had a lot of British ones in my past, um, this French one was better. It genuinely was better. Um, it's quite tasty in places, actually. And but what does it do? Like just like biscuits and things. It's got biscuits, loads of isotonic drinks in there. Um, it's got a little hexi burner, so you can like, heat up water. Because you know people bring oh, wow. pots and pans to the field. Yeah, you just Wait, you know, in a ration pack. Yeah, everything you need to cook and eat for twenty four hours, including the cooker. It's it's good stuff. Um, you get the hexi blocks. <laughs> you, you obviously you need to light them. But, you know, those yeah. people have lighters at LARP. And, um, yeah, all the food can be eaten cold or you can heat it up. Uh, you get loads of hot drinks, energy drinks inside you. And there's usually some little snacks in there, like packs of nuts, chocolate bars. There's an incredible <laughs> amount of food in there. It's, they're pretty awesome. They cost about 20, yeah. 30 quid and uh, can't recommend them enough. Of course, you know, it's army rations. So, like, it, the flavor's not really going to be there, but... Oh, it's not as bad as you'd think. Mm-hmm. It's still a very cost-effective, energy-effective option. And time-effective, yeah. All three of those, mm. bang on. Nice. Oh, maybe I'll have to, you'll have to show me a shop to buy them in before E4 then. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do, we'll do a little ration pack shop. Rat pack shop, sorry. A pack of rats going to get rat packs. Yeah. And some, some rats in the rat packs. Anyway, enough about rats. Um, we've currently been going for... Do you want to guess the time? I, I know what the time is, but I actually don't know what time we started. Ah, so it's uh, two hours, ten minutes and thirty-one seconds at the moment. Oh, oh God, so, I'm so sorry. No, I don't apologise. It's good. I was actually going to say, we've actually covered off our five categories. And uh, yeah. should, we, should we wrap it up there? Yeah, I mean, overall, great event. Can't wait for the next one exhausted but excited only three and a half weeks to go oh god what yeah no yeah 
No, are you serious? Uh, like thirty percent. Hang on, let me double check using data. Um, hey, it can't be. So we've got uh, so got next week, the week after. <gasps> no, it is. Oh then, my. Yeah, so it's three and a half word. weeks. Yeah. That's nothing. Oh, that's changed everything. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Good noted. I've done other LARPs since then, so I've got really out of the loop of what time is. Oh, you do I a player event have... between them? Yeah, it makes it all go a lot quicker. Not a player event, no, I did. Um, oh, sorry, Oasis. I LARP. My bad. Yeah. I LARP, a different LARP, but I LARP. Very, very good event, but yeah, not Empire related, so I won't discuss it right now. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half hours, you say? Or two hours? Uh, two hours, 11 minutes, and 49 seconds now. Oh, God. Anyway, well, thank you, dear listeners, for sticking with us. Um, you know, this is our. You can see this is actually the travel time it would take to get back to London from Dadford. Yep. So uh, plus a add to the services to go insane over some. KFC. Oh God! Right, I'll I'll text you about that. I need we need to relive that moment. Oh, that was great. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Well, we'll we'll get you back down. Either you'll go back down to London, or we'll make you drive do the drive just for the hell of it. Yeah. Nostalgia's sake. All right then. Right. Catch you all next time. Thank you. Bye. See you in the field. <laughs>